Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are pre-gaming with Ben, Aaron, and today it's Marcus. What's up, Orlando? Hashtag black co-hosts matter. Yes, sir. <laughs> we miss you, Eric. We wish you were here. We got Tyler on the board. Um, we are hypnotized because it is that time of year where all the good shows are out at once. Like Netflix is Netflix has changed the game because it used yeah. to be you had to, you know, wait for weeks after weeks after weeks to get through a season of your favorite show. And on April eighteenth, last Friday, Daredevil season two got dropped on Netflix and my <laughs> life hasn't been the same since. So I am I am mixing Daredevil at every free waking moment that I have. I'm watching Daredevil. Well, and I just think it's not just Daredevil, it's just the way that they drop shows. I mean, they've dropped so many shows and hits and so now you got other networks like Hulu and Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and all these other ones copying their methodology for dropping shows. They drop that shows was- like Beyonce drops albums. Like it's just there. It's just suddenly on iTunes and boom. Hey, we got a new album. Didn't, right. didn't know this was coming. <laughs> it's, it's, well, you know, the funny thing is like when you go on to Netflix and it kind of shows you what's there, what, what shows you have. Mm-hmm. Did you know that there are actually some two tar- two star shows on oh. Netflix? Because I only thought they dropped five star primes. You know? no, no, <laughs> but, no, 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 no. No, there's there a couple a of two stars. There's, yeah, a, there's Netflix only section. You just have to go right. find it. Now, some of those, some of the content that that um, Netflix is making, and I appreciate you for bringing that up, is actually pretty good. I mean, there's not everything's not awful, but I think Netflix. Yeah. Oh, their sometimes whole, there's a Hemlock Grove. Exactly. There's right. There's a there's a few <laughs> gems on, in there. Hold on, I've got to. <laughs> so I've got to know because I, I see that pop up every now and then. Is Hemlock Grove? Is it good? Like, I've what never is, watched. It. it seems like a, a bootleg version of Vampire Diaries, which is a bootleg version of anything that's quality. It's like two shows removed from being a quality show. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely watch like an episode and a half. It's a little creepy, yeah. but it, it, but it's too many teens. I'm not interested in like a high school age people doing anything ever. Absolutely not. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, like when I was in high school, I wasn't entertaining enough to follow me around with a camera. Neither of these yuppie kids either. You know? <laughs> yuppie. Oh. So is it that is it that moving like footage? I forget what they call that footage. Lost the, footage. Yeah, where no, the, where the cameras. Like that. Again, I haven't I don't really like watched it to that. that degree. I just know it's not highly reviewed and they made two seasons they're probably not making anymore but what they have done the week before daredevil was house of cards thank yep. you and a week from now comes game of thrones yes so we're, we're yeah we're we're a prime you know they always talk about you know the 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 fall lineup or the new brand new year this time right now it's great because it's like right around march madness time so it's like you've got all these competing things happening so you got march madness you got all these epic shows mm-hmm. starting their new seasons going right now it, I care way more about Daredevil than I do March Madness. Is that is that a sin? So I, I definitely. So that's yeah. interesting because so do I. I mean, not necessarily Daredevil, but I find myself kind of zoning out whenever March Madness is coming up the last couple of years. I mean, I know that it's supposed to be a good time for sports fans, yeah. but unless it's like a premium team that is like undefeated or they have some guy who was never supposed to go to college who's just completely dumping himself across the entire uh, um, league. Mm. I just I'm not as interested in March Madness. Well, you know, and I, I want to talk. I guess we could probably talk. We'll probably get into that in our basketball segment. But I think the NBA can fix March Madness by upping the age limit. And I think there's some things that are around that. But yeah, March Madness hasn't been the same since you have all these one and dones. And if you don't have a good one and done class, it's a wrap. And if but, you can't compete well, with binge watching, I yeah. mean, then what, <laughs> what does like, that really say? Because it's like I, I, I purposely, with the whole binge watching concept, I purposely don't watch. And finish out the show so that I'm not waiting for a year. 
Like yeah. I will, I will slowly. Okay. Oh, like, you're so measured. You're so measured so you're, and mature. You're sort I actually, of an edger. I actually, I actually practice self control. Yeah. Right. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you call yeah, that? It's, 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 it's a what, vegetarian's it's approach to Netflix. It's like if I can manage to not eat chicken or steak, then I can definitely manage to not binge watch House of Cards. You should see him at Texas Day Brazil. It's so measured and careful. You, and wait a minute, deliberate. Let's stop right there. Did you actually visit Texas Day Brazil? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Texas Day Brazil. Oh, you missed that one. No, so, I wasn't so, there yeah. for that. So yeah, no, no. Like, <laughs> Please few elaborate. Years, few years back, Ben got some kind of you know hookup at Texas Day Brazil. He's like, yeah, we're gonna all go to Texas Day Brazil and go watch a movie. I was like, all right, yeah. He's like, they've got a great salad bar. And for like, any I'm of in. you that don't know, any of you that don't know, Texas Day Brazil is the greatest restaurant in Orlando for meats. Like filet mignon wrapped in bacon on a sword. Right. Um, and it's all you can eat for about $45 or so. That's right. And we're talking ribs. We're talking, um, you know, Parmesan encrusted chicken. It's just the best meats. Bacon um, wrapped bacon. Right. Brazilian style gauchos and dudes with big MC Hammer pants. And it's just great food. But the salad bar is where Aaron, Aaron hey. was like, oh, hey. eyes Shine bright like a diamond. They, they also have a hell of a salad <laughs> bar. I mean, it is on point. That like, salad bar the is The rice on and the beans. So are you they saying that? Rice, they don't even have, rice, have and rice and beans. They have legumes. <laughs> <laughs> is that what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Lettuce, tomato, all kinds of cheeses, great sauces. Hey, and you can bar, get man. that for $20. You don't yeah. have to pay the full 45 bucks. So okay. I, I, went, right. I went in on the salad bar, man. I, and he had like a plate that was larger than any of ours. Mm-hmm. Like it's this huge, like a foot high and, stack. And of, guess what? I was able to walk afterwards too, though. I was able to walk <laughs> hey. to the car and not pass out in the movie. That is because I gorged myself. Because what? Well, <laughs> after Texas Day Brazil, you kind of have to unbutton your pants, do a lap or two around the building to get your oh, that protein, yeah, get your life together. You're not unbuttoning your pants. You're wearing sweatpants. Right. You gotta have elastic <laughs> when you pull up in there. And you're gonna take the darkest, darkest crap later yeah. on. It's just gonna be a, a. I'm pretty sure it's a portal to hell. Oh it's open God! In the bathroom afterwards. <laughs> Thank you for the visual, Benjamin. <laughs> it's, we appreciate that. So Texas Day Brazil is it, but. Tex- we're still off track. We're tangenting like a mother. Yeah, uh, that's how what, we roll. What is the best show right now? Period on TV. Ooh, House I'm, of Cards. Okay. I'm going House of Cards all day. All I'm day. Going to Game of Thrones. I, I don't think Game of Thrones can be touched right now. It's hands down. Rarefied air. Both it's, shows. It's, though. it's all. It's for me. It's an all timer as well. They're both all timers. I like, mean, they no really question. are. Like, They're no, both it's, it's it's the best all time to me, in my opinion. But that says says someone who's never seen Breaking Bad can't get past yeah. first season. No, no, no. If you if you if you've never watched Breaking Bad, you can't sit there and say, "Oh, this is the best show of all time." Like to me, have, but but don't. The, everybody's got different opinions on what the best oh, show of, of all time is. But I would say, like, if you have this conversation, twenty to thirty percent of people are going to say Breaking Bad, and no other show's going to come close to that number. Right, of like a third of people are going to be like, "Yeah, Breaking Bad's the best show I've ever seen." Yeah, I didn't know what I was going to do after it was over. It was it's, sad. It's, it's kind of like the NFL season ending, and you have like what eight months of nothing? no. It would be kind of like the <laughs> NFL season ended forever, like right. literally. That's actually and, better. And, and you had you had sixteen weeks of Super Bowls because yeah. that was the last season of Breaking Bad. It was just like twenty Super Bowls in a row, and now there's no more football ever to be had I mean, ever ho- again. Holler at me in about three weeks, and I'll let you know if I can change my opinion. Okay. Oh, you about, to, you about to start? I, I, I'm going to have to. Pe- too many people have told me. It just Again, I got stuck it. on the first season. It was too daggone slow. It's a little slow, but it's in not the beginning, slow the whole first season. It's still like the first couple episodes. I See, that's one, oh, of, yeah. that's one of the issues four. I have. You have to be able to set up a show. It's going to be time for build-up. Four episodes is not a, right. a season. No. No, no, no. I'm just saying the what first four episodes of season 20? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is... 
Yeah, it's, it's called character development. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Well, what I, show doesn't I, have but that? But I, I, what, let me say, let me what, what I'm show does is, have that. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones has episodes where nothing happens. Where literally we visit all of these little stories, have a conversation in this storyline, but nothing moved forward you know what? in the storyline. There was just a conversation about yeah. something potentially moving forward. But you and, know what you do have? And I go, why did I just waste an hour where nothing happened in yeah. the show? But you know what you do have in the show? A dragon. Every season? No, not just a dragon. There's something happens. So there's an event of some sort that happens every season. You were like, but the seasons are like, you're just like you. Right. Episodes. Episodes. So so Aaron? so the whole first season of of um, Game of Thrones. No, no, the other one. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Like there was no payoff moment at the end of the first Aaron, season. How many episodes did That's you watch? I watched the whole first season. That's my point. What about Tuco at the end? That wasn't an event to you. No, because I clearly forgot about it. So, because <laughs> no, no. so, I'm like, how do you forget that? <laughs> Believe me, if nothing happened nuts. for the whole first season, I wouldn't have gotten through the show either. No, you. that's that's definitely not. Once once the um, meth thing exploded in the desert, <laughs> right? Once, yeah, it was. Yeah, they're naked in the desert trying to figure out life, and, and like Mexicans are coming to rob them. Yeah, no, plenty of stuff happens in Breaking Bad. You yes, need to revisit it and get your life in order. Um, Game of Thrones, get your life in order. Game of Thrones, is a show that I love. But I've definitely been incredibly frustrated with that show at times, no, which is the reason that I, I say House of Cards is a better show than it, because I've never been bored with, right. with the show. And Game of Thrones, a show that I love. I absolutely love Game of Thrones. To me, it's probably the second best show out right now. Um, but there's there's been times where I'm, mm, and you have to wait a week. Yeah. You always have to wait. So it's now, it's been 14 days since something of value happened. Yeah. But when Game of Thrones goes hard, when the red wedding happens, Dude, you know, and it's, like, it's you're you're having YouTube reaction videos yeah. to things that are happening on Game of Thrones <laughs> on one episode, right? That's and, crazy. but it's not just one episode. They've had multiple episodes no, where I agree with mine's you. blown. Mm-hmm. Now I might mic drop you guys on on the best show out there right now that actually, in my opinion, contends with Game of Thrones, and that's Narcos. There's okay. one season, but Narcos He's absolutely right. <laughs> Narcos, yeah, Narcos is as right. far as that, that was one of the best seasons I've ever I, seen with my own eyes. I mean, like literally, like so, as far as a season, so I've, I don't I've know how it ends. Two. Oh yes, okay. yes it has to be yes because of how some, they left it. Dude, it was let me fantastic. let me tell you about how how Narcos took over my life. Narcos, a Netflix show yes. about um Pablo, about Pablo Escobar. That's right. Because like you know, again, it was during the eighties, so I. I didn't really know too much about Pablo Escobar except for what you heard or whatever. And so so my wife and son go out of town. They, they go to visit. And I had, like, some work project where I was doing, like, a bunch of data entry. And I, you know, one of my homeboys told me about Narcos. So I started at, like, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did not stop until 5 a.m. Like, I, I literally binge-watched wow. eight oh. episodes in a row. That's pretty serious. <laughs> lack of <laughs> self-control. Yes, so right. Right. Yeah. That's the one time. What happened to all I, those I principles? That was the one time I lost them. <laughs> <laughs> I did end up finishing my project. He was eating chicken while I had it. He was over there like, well, since we're going to binge watch it, might as well go all the way. But dude, Narcos. Do you have any grilled chicken? No, just nuggets? All right, send oh, those. Oh, no, 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 no. I was, I was uh, warming up the Guardian nuggets in my thing in <laughs> dipping, nuggets. and dipping those <laughs> in some... In some barbecue sauce. Too yep. funny. Ben, so you guys have speaking, both had it. It's speaking of good. the uh, the 80s, though, I mean, it's funny that you bring up that show because I have another one. The Americans is also set in the 80s as well in FX. Yeah. Now, Ben doesn't give love because of the network. I've never seen and, it. And no, I'm with never, you. No, FX has had a couple good shows. They have. They have. Sons of yeah. Anarchy was yes. a darn great yes. show. Yes. That was a great show. The League is on there as well. Oh, but wow. the Americans is so good because it's pretty much set. It's so funny to see all the old technology. <laughs> yes. Like, it's really bad because it's like, like 1981. Was hard. Yes, it was. You had to. You Making like, a phone call, you can risk your life. Yeah, no, making it, a phone call. <laughs> 
that's how serious it is on the Americans. So sh- shout out to them. And I like the way that they do it. I, the Americans is also on What's my list. What's the best thing about the show? I've never seen an episode of the Americans. Give me the best thing about the show. It's the it Cold War setup. Okay. It's, 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 it's what they're doing is they're planting Russian spies here from, from, from not birth, but damn near. Uh-huh. From, from the time they're like high school age, middle school age, uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, they're planting them here, and they're actually growing up as Americans, uh, those out there in Orlando can't see my air quotes, and they actually, <laughs> that's how they infiltrate every, like, well, what program. what they infiltrate? They're, inf- they're oh, infiltrating the society. FBI, and they're, and they're the government, count- society, everything. They have they're essentially mis- spies, like, they're gra- spies. Grabbing information. That's right. They're, they're, you know, it's the cold. But don't you have to kind of work for the FBI to get it in They do. Room? Okay, no, that's, they have that's sources. what makes it. They have plans. FBI, they have CIA. missions. They're, they're trying to, to, you know, find and get the beat on new technology that That's the U.S. Right. is developing and vice versa. And, and so they've got their lives are intertwined with, you know, their American lives. And then they, they connect with other uh, people that actually happen to work for the FBI. Yes. And so it's just like it's like all intertwined, but they're, they're, they're leading these double lives. It's definitely a draw that the lead actress is the Noxima girl. Yes. Um, Fel- Felicity. Felicity Huffman. Felicity, yeah. Right. Uh, not Felicity Huffman. <laughs> What's her last name? Her name was Felicity. She had a show called Felicity back in the day. Oh, did uh, she? And the last time we saw her was on, I think, Mission Impossible um, yes, 3. three. Yeah, she's um, the with, one who gets killed at the beginning. Right. When her yeah. eyeball has a little bomb go off in her head and her eyeball goes high right. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like her little cameo she, in that. She does. No, she she does. Carrie they Russell. Do, they, Carrie that's Russell. Right. they do Felicity very well. Where did, where, did I, where did I get that <laughs> from? Felicity Huffman's on American Crime Season 1 and 2. Her, she okay. was awesome in Season 2 of American Crime. Um, and, yeah, she's a, she's a harder-faced woman than... <laughs> Harder face, yeah. Carrie's she, not hard she, to look at she, for sure. She, the, the cast that they have around the Americans is is really good and very and, believable. Yeah, and and it's like you actually feel like you're watching 1984. Exactly. Okay. So we got the Americans, a show that I've never seen that that both of you guys really like a lot. Signing um, off, co-signing, baby. Game of Thrones, like the the mis, the mystical aspect of it mm-hmm. mixed with the power dynamics. Because I will always say that to me, the best shows are the shows that are about not love stories but power dynamics. Okay, we are fighting for power and that's what Game of Thrones really captures because um, everybody's fighting for who's going to be in charge of, of right. you know who's going to be the king of the land um, but there's also dragons and there's also Braveheart style fights mm-hmm. um, and there's great acting throughout all these smaller yeah. parts are so well played um, the little midget dude is oh he's man, the best he's, he's so my favorite great yeah he, he makes he makes the show Peter, I was so Peter sad I was so sad when um, Drogo Cal Drogo died because he was such a great character like this strong warrior um, character of, of they never talked in a language you could understand, and didn't need and, to. And that's what, that that was what was incredible about his character because he was a G, like he was absolutely a G. <laughs> and um and and again, now we've got to finally we're getting to the place where kind of the snow monsters are are yes. are hitting, and uh and John John Snow's. You know what we all wanted him to be. Of course, he's in a different place now, and so we're going to see what goes on. I want to spoil anything yeah. for anybody, but there's there's rumors that he's still filming. So, so I'm glad going back to the whole Iceman snow thing. I f- I'm so glad it was like an investment that you make early on in the in the show because the se- the series starts off with it, mm-hmm. and you finally start to get some dividends for this investment in these snow people. That winter is coming and all this is happening. You finally kind of see that investment pay off five seasons in with the fight 
up there. The, yeah, the, the and, ice and fight. that fight mm. scene was one of the <laughs> best. That's a that's a scene, an episode that only Game of Thrones can do. Yeah. There's no other show, maybe in the history of TV shows, that could have a, a budget to the degree that you're doing this like a movie. This is a movie quality scene in a TV show, and it's mystical. It's well acted, and there was some gangsterness again. I don't want to give away anything to anyone that hasn't seen the most recent season, but boy, worth the price of admission. Well, okay. that, and, and that's what I like about Game of Thrones. That's what it, it typically does. You'll make these investments throughout the course of the season, and you'll get this big payoff moment. Every season always has a big payoff. It's not always at the end. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's at the beginning. But you'll get this this big payoff of of season's worth of an investment that you've put into the show that you'll get this big payoff moment or scene or episode, and it makes it you're kind of getting these things that make it worthwhile. So, Aaron, I like the fact that you, you talk about it in terms of our TV watching or our movie watching, whatever, as a time of investment. Because I've always said, I've been saying this for a while when it came to movies or television programs, that you're actually investing time. I'd rather stop if I work, walk in a movie or watch a TV show that looks like it's going to suck. Yeah. Right. I'd rather stop and Monica. save myself 90 minutes or an hour. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Whatever. Just, We're gonna get just fill in the blank in here. <laughs> you know, it, that I'd rather just stop and move on instead of wasting the time it takes to fully embrace the suckiness of a show. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like for, for me, because it's an investment, like, right. you know, a lot of times, you know, with DVR, you'll be behind. You'll let episodes stack up or whatever. And so if, I, if I'm in a show that's like three or four episodes behind yeah. and I've got it sitting on the DVR and then I find out the show's been canceled, I don't, I, I'll just delete it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, it's not worth my investment because it's not moving forward. Well, I mean, I'm hoping the shows that we're watching are not being canceled no. because that, that means we're, we're already in questionable territory <laughs> to begin right. with. That's like, right. if, if there's not enough people supporting it. Um, <laughs> now, the thing that I do always point out about my personal preference is Game of Thrones relies a lot on special effects and murder for it to create this level of suspense and this level of drama. Mm. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's it's. I don't want to say it's cheap because they do it exceptionally well. You know, when, they, when they killed that evil little prince king, you know that everybody had been waiting for him to finally get killed. Like spoiler that was almost, alert! Yeah, spoiler alert! No, that's like two <laughs> seasons ago. Um, so that's one of the most satisfying moments um, in the show. But. I prefer shows that are intellectually stimulating, yeah. like shows that are for smart people and make people smarter for having watched them. And so that's why yes. House of Cards, to me, is the best show on TV, because it's not at all about special effects. Right. It's very rarely about murder. Like right. I think there's been three deaths in the, in the entire show, mm-hmm. you know, four seasons in. But it's definitely not about war scenes in battle. It is all about brilliant people playing chess That's at the yeah. highest levels. Yeah. You know, and the Claire, his wife Claire, is my favorite character by far because we're still not even sure if she's competent. Right. We know she's cunning. We know she's vicious and, she and looks ruthless, competent. But when she was Secretary of State, it didn't go well. No, it didn't. You know, no. like, like we don't actually know that she's, that she's brilliant. What's up? Is that this season? No. I'm, I'm a season. No, no, that was last Aaron. season. I'm on the last episode of last season. Then you well, saw you her saw as her be Secretary of State, of State in Russia. You have to start paying attention when you're no, watching. Then I'm, I'm, right. Maybe I'm two episodes behind. <laughs> no, no, two episodes. She was Secretary of State for like she oh, was. Half a yeah, season. she had some failure. The whole Russian that's, billionaire. It's all the, of him going back with the fake Putin. What's his name? Pro, Putin. Yes. Putin. Yeah, okay. Putin. She, no, that's she not Secretary. With it. That's not Secretary of State. She was a state senator. No, no. she was Secretary of State. Secretary of State. Yeah. Yeah. She was not on the cabinet. Does, you know what happened? Yeah. You know what other things, cool things happen? Uh, things happen in the first season of Breaking Bad. He doesn't remember that either. Yeah, I saw That's that. Because if know. you don't remember too, Cole, then I got some questions. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't <laughs> eat meat, Aaron. Your brain doesn't work the right. We're like, going to blame <laughs> this on a lack of protein, folks. I'm telling you. She's... She's, you she's, the, she's the ambassador to the UN. Listen, she's not Secretary of State. In this current season, the, the current the one current that we one just that we're watched, watching right, right now. In the she's one, Secretary wait, of State. Wait, say that again? In the current season. Say what you just said again. He's like ambassador to the UN. She's not Secretary of State. 
Fair. He's you're right. Right. So take back She's all that. No, 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 no. Just spouting. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. No. Stop. Hold the phone. Stop the fort. Hold on. Ben, yeah. but you I need you to right now say You said I'm she was wrong. in the Senate first. Right. So the, we're I got all confused. Wrong. I got confused with Scandal <laughs> where she's a state senator. Yeah, it's making her Hillary Clinton. No, no, no. But she's not Secretary of State. She's no. not on the cabinet. No, she's yeah. not a cabinet member. Right, because right. Secretary of State. Now, take back was... all that stuff you're saying about vegetarianism well, and not having a good memory. Okay? Because the meat's clogging your arteries in your head and you're losing your memory too. I was right. We we did say negotiating with Russia and she he had Correct. nothing. No, that, no, I remember it like, that. It was like a blank stare. But no, it no, was no, like no. A glazed no. look in his eyes. What you said was we just Secretary want you to of catch State. Up. You were <laughs> Secretary right. of State. You had three. You had, I don't like hand signals. You had three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hand signal is you're loud, Aaron. You're loud. You're yelling into the microphone. <laughs> and now this has also got to be a first <laughs> with me. You telling me I being too loud, right? Because I have the I'm the soft spoken person. Wait a second. <laughs> you, you hear this measured tones? I speak the way Aaron eats. It's very, it's very measured. It's very thoughtful. It's portion controlled. My speaking, the amount of talking that I do. I wish someone described my diet. He as speaks the way Aaron. That's what eats, I'm trying to folks. get. <laughs> Too funny. So, House of Cards, brilliant show. Yes. Claire and and Frank Underwood's dynamics. Yes, like this this current season is the best season they had by a mile. We won't do any spoilers, but. There's a part of the season where it's them versus each other, yeah. and man, is it good! Wow. Um, and the final episode of it is the uh, a really mic good. drop. It's an absolute mic drop where you're just like, man, I can't believe that I don't get to watch this now for a year See? because I am so there. And like, that's why I may there. hold that episode until next year before the next season comes out. You might want to do it at least at least six. Like, months. is there is there a spot where I can say, okay? I'm not being cliffhung right now. I can stop here and wait for the next I mean, episode. I try to do that with these kind of Netflix These shows, shows. are pretty continuous, you yeah. know, so they are all kind of cliffhung. Every season is, there's a cliffhanger yeah. um, to be involved with it. But I ain't mad at it. You know, I'm not mad. When you, you give me a, a, a that, and it's not even a cliffhanger. It's just them accepting who they are. Have you watched first season of Daredevil? Yes. Okay. I so remember the soliloquy um, that the Kingpin has in the van where he tells the story about the Good Samaritan yeah. and realizes that he's not the Good Samaritan. You know, he's, <laughs> the, he's, the, he's the waylayer. <laughs> right. He, he's the unfortunate events that fall upon people. And, and it's, just a, it's just a powerfully written moment yeah. where the character is recognizing who we actually are in this equation. And, and that's what they always say in, in writing and movies and books. You're only answering one question. Who am I? Right. And Frank and Claire come to a new understanding oh, about yeah. who they are in this equation, and it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Like, wow. I, I absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. So that's my show for sure. I can't wait for Game of Thrones to kick back up. Right. But there's a couple other shows that, that probably I think a lot of people haven't seen. Um, maybe my third show, favorite show on TV, Suits. Yeah. I, I really like Suits. I've got that man. number three on my love list. Suits, yeah, me too. I, I love the witty dialogue. Of it, Suits. That's what makes it banter. good. It's all the banter. It, it, that's what it makes is, it good. It's I, just, I feel like that's an intelligent, and we were talking about the show that gives right. you that intelligence and, and, and with the writing and trying to understand what's going on. That's Suits for me. They're I mean, back and forth. House Cards too. classic. I just love that, yes. It's filling the hole that was created when the West Wing went away because Aaron Sorkin may be the greatest TV writer of all time um, who just wrote Steve Jobs' most recent movie oh, that, wow. that was nominated for Best Picture. Um, the West Wing was seven seasons of the best dialogue maybe in the history of television. Mm-hmm. Um, they coined the, the walk and talk, they call it, where they're just walking down the hallway and that's half the scenes in the show. It's just incredibly smart people that work in the White House walking and talking and being funny while they do it right. and it's, it's a very serious show 
but it's an incredibly funny show. Yeah. And I think that's what Suits is able to balance so well that it's no question it's a drama. It's right. not a comedy, but you are laughing every episode because there's characters like Donna, who right. you know may or may not be the smartest person in the entire law firm. To me, and she she's makes the personal the show assistant. For me. She does. She does. Yeah. Just the way he, she interacts with everybody else who's supposed to be her superior to me is just great, and they respect her so much. Well, and Jessica Gina Torres, Lawrence um, Fisherman's wife, oh, maybe yeah. the strongest like yes. minority female character on all in all of television. Yes, she she's is. everything that Olivia Pope is supposed to be, but is not. <laughs> you know, like she. Wait a second. Oh man, I hate Olivia Pope's character is like a beautiful woman with incredibly low self esteem that allows herself to be treated horribly by every man in her Are life. You talking about like the, the sex. With the president, name and the sex with when, the other yeah. Guy. When he pulled her into uh, to the, the hallway to all uh, Thomas Jefferson, her right? Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> like, but it's not just her. It's Jake. It's how her father treats right. her. Like every man in her life treats her, you know, on some level of horrible, yeah. and she just accepts it because on some level she feels like that's what she deserves, and she keeps coming back to it. Jessica is the smartest woman in the room at all times. Sure. All these cocky, arrogant men who went to Harvard, and she's the one in charge. They all look up to her. Sure. She makes the final call. They never diminish her character by making her character weak. Right. And that's mm-hmm. something that we have previously we kind of only reserve for male characters. Jessica um, Owen suits that's girl power to the nth degree and she looks amazing while she does it. Yeah, I She's- like Lewis Lit. Hilarious. That's my favorite character. But he's all insecure. Well, you know, that's what I love about him. He's so- imperfect and he owns it. Right. He, he owns it the whole time. He's drama. I, I like... I- I like Harvey's character. You're right, because that's like, I am Harvey. Doesn't. Like I, I am Harvey, just the arrogant guy that thinks he's the smartest person in the room, even right. though he's probably never is. But um, he can convince you that he is. Right, yeah. I can sell I, it, and he I convinces can himself too. Yeah, and he convinces himself. Well, Pro- probably character I dislike the the, the most is Mike. Mike. Mike, of course. Yeah. So again, people I'm not. I don't seen like this. Megan that much. Oh, she, yeah. or what's her name? She Rachel. My bad. Because she's so hot. Super hot. Rachel. So for people who haven't seen the show, the premise of the show a little stupid. So it's a guy who. Who, was, who has a photographic memory and should have been going to law school and going to Harvard, right. but got caught taking people's um, LSATs for them, and so therefore he's banned from ever going to Harvard. Yeah. And so he never became a lawyer, but somehow cons his way into one of the top legal forms in New York, hiring him as a fake lawyer. Yeah. This will never happen. This would never happen in real life. It will never happen anywhere. And when someone described that premise to me, I was like, this show sounds dumb. Yeah. Once you get past that, one or two episodes in, it's just a great show after that. You know, but you do have to accept this premise that's ridiculous and kind of always comes up every season that he's, yeah. he's a fraud. Yeah. And why have they exposed themselves to this much risk, you know, throughout this entire thing at some point when they just shoot him? Because they're family. <laughs> Right, yeah, <laughs> Jessica hated his guts for for not knowing because she makes sense. Where everybody else is like, "Come on, no!" She was like, "I cannot believe you put me up to this." Like, it was imagine crazy. you're like the top medical practice in in New York, you know, yeah. and like you've got this giant hospital system. So you go hire that fake 16 year old black kid who was pretending to be a doctor in South Florida, <laughs> and you like you make him the fake Doogie Howser, yeah. and you know, and get a bunch of press about how great this fake doctor is. No, you don't do that. You don't risk your entire firm for that. But bottom line, again, if you're wanting something that's smart. Witty, funny, dramatic, Suits nails it. Yeah. It's a pitch-perfect show that's uh, recommend to anyone. Now, I, I've got one that's that you guys um, don't have on your list, but I want to tell you about. That's a really good show, a good drama. It's set in an epic time period, Vikings. Really good, really loyal following. We're, you're in the fourth season. 
really well acted. They've the the actors between themselves have really good charisma, and it's uh it's got you know very good historical facts behind it, so you can actually follow like what's happening, mm-hmm. and and you're able to see like I didn't know this much about about Vikings before, because right. um, you're only always in most history you're only taught from the you know the um, European side and the English side and kind of everything that happened here. You really don't see it from a Viking perspective, so it's really cool to see that, and then the charisma with the actors and the writing and the a- the actual acting is good, and then it's got some pretty cool fight scenes too so, so uh any black characters in the show i'm trying to think no no he's actually marcus is actually pulled <laughs> up the cast and he's scrolling through all the white, all vikings the has a glaring lack of minorities of course though they're, shocker right they're coming from <laughs> you know period. right exactly it's so not it's, it's not like it's not like it's not like the Black Lives Matter type of like. I'm sure they may throw in a, a random Muslim that like comes over and does a Robin Hood at some point, but I, you know, it's just it's not that. It's time the period. painted face man. <laughs> you remember that one, Morgan Freeman and, and Robin the Hood, painted like, man, the, pain, the Moor, the Moor is what they're called. Oh my god! So I mean, no, yeah, there, there's definitely that, but you know, if you're interested in but good action, good action, and good, power action, good, good scene, story, good story, and yeah, they the, sell the, it the sto- well. The story yeah, goes, it, you know, you're, you're on a journey with this with these characters mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know the, the way that they kind of go away and come back and just the journey of, of the whole show is it's good it's very well done the sets really well done the the costumes and all that's very believable and it's not you can tell like it's kind of small time it it doesn't have this whole gaudy type of f- set feature that a lot of like a so movie it's would. not about the big sets and all right. the money right. and the special effects. all right i added it to my favorites on hulu um, so I'll give it a shot. Up. Yeah, we're set up for some Vikings. Now, my favorite new show of the year is by far and away Showtime's Billions. Um, mm. Paul Giamatti, like who's an American treasure, you know, Chris Rock said Paul Giamatti's his favorite actor because he went from whipping Lupita Ingong in 12 Years a Slave to one year later, he's crying at Easy East funeral and straight out of Compton. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that's a character arc. <laughs> that's <laughs> good old that's Chris range. Rock. Right, <laughs> absolutely. And he plays the um, U.S. attorney, like the chief prosecutor um in charge of regulating wall street and he's going after um this billionaire um named axe who runs axe capital and he's the ginger guy from homeland Mm. i never know his name but Uh, damien lewis Lewis. Lewis. homeland another really good show homeland's Um, on my list to talk about so they killed him they (laughs) killed him on homeland and they brought him back as a billionaire and the show is again all about it's basically one giant pissing contest between these two guys because Paul Giamatti wants to prosecute him right. and he's saying I'm a billionaire bring it bruh there ain't nothing you can do and every scene that they have together is powerhouse scenes and there's like one or two every episode not even necessarily with them together but it's it's all like you think of almost like the best of the Sopranos when Tony Soprano is being his arrogant guy right. and he's intimidating someone oh, yeah. through conversation. Like that's what acts what, what Damian Lewis's character is doing all the time. Paul Giamatti could scare the crap out of you at any moment yeah. because he just carries this power and this gravitas with him. Um, his wife is brilliant in it. She's and she's a psychologist in the Axe Capital. Hmm. So the wife of the person prosecuting the CEO is the like direct office therapist wow. for it. So there's huge conflicts of interest. It's a, a bunch of drama. If you haven't seen Billions on Showtime, 
watch it. Like you, it won't take. I promise you, Aaron, it won't take you a full season to get into the show. <laughs> One episode, you're like, yeah. oh, this you're, is fantastic. Oh no, that's. that's I, got, I got a recommendation. I mean, being that we're talking about new shows like Billions, um, one of the ones that I'm picked up is Better Call Saul. I mean, that's that's it's fantastic. That. It's fantastic. I saw the whole first season, and it's already in the middle of the second season right now. It's a fourth or fifth episode. Mm-hmm. By the same it's on AMC. Bad, make Breaking Bad, right? That's it's a right. Spin-off. Same, it's, it's a spin off of Breaking Bad. I got to tell you guys, Bob Odenkirk is doing such a great job with this show. I mean, the, the acting, you get a lot of the same characters, but I, I was I was wondering at first, will they be able to sell this as a as a prequel to Breaking Bad? Right. And they're but doing it's afterwards, right? It's, it's actually before. Oh, really? Yes, and that's what makes it interesting because the, the, the premise I read was before he had the opportunity to run into, uh, oh, what's my friend's name? Uh, Eisenberg. That's it, Eisenberg. This is what happened. That's what got him to be the morally, the morally uh, inept or, or bankrupt. <laughs> yeah, he's a morally the, bankrupt. Lawyer. And this is the story of how he became that way. It is fantastic for any of you guys out there who who are missing Breaking Bad as much as I am. Better Call Saul is a is a good memory lap. Um, if you will, they say the biggest like criticism of the show is that it's not as good as Breaking Bad. And it's, it's not, and but people, it's fantastic. people are saying it's not fair to compare it to Breaking Bad because nothing's as good. as They don't Breaking even Bad. have the same. The only two I think is uh, Tuco's in there. Uh, shout out to Tuco, by the way. Uh, uh, Mike, the um, the bodyguard, is there uh, from um, Breaking Bad, and obviously Bob. Well, uh, I'm sorry, Saul Goodman, the lawyer, is in this one. So there's some, but it, the, the, it's a t- completely different show, different tone, different tone. But it is fantastically done. That's all I'll say. You guys should give it a shot. That's what. Bunch so I want to I want to um, I want to do a report card of, of all the shows that we just did. You know, take your app of choice. So I'm on the IMBD app right now, and it's, I'm going to give you the top ten shows Good as app. as listed by there. So number one, Walking Dead. None of us talked about Walking Dead. I, I'm I was, not in. I, I was I just watching the current episode that aired Sunday night yeah. before I came here tonight. Wow. Um, so Walking Dead this season is straight fire. It is gasoline. It is so darn good. It's not even funny how great this show is really? right now. Um, season two of that show sucked. Um, season one was epic and, and over the top, but then they fired the director um, said we want to go from 12 episodes to 22 and we're cutting your budget in half. Oh. And he was like, screw this, I'm out. And so season two, they're just wandering around the forest and that season is stupid. Um, but after that, it gets really freaking good. How did I not put the walk Dead on there. I was okay. So, Wa- so yeah, so. it's not a show without problems. And but the thing about Walking Dead that makes it so fantastic is that it's not about zombies. Zombies are just okay. a, a side piece there that, that everyone can kill. Everyone in the show can kill a zombie. Occasionally, they'll surprise you and they'll actually kill a character. But the reality is, the real threat in the zombie apocalypse are other humans. Hmm. There's a scarcity of resources that causes the human that you run into to be the one that pretends to be not a threat, and then he's the one that kills your whole family. You wow. know, so it's the the darkest, grittiest show. There's so many layers of psychology that roll into it. That show is so dog right now. So it's, the it's zombie on apocalypse top of the is a backdrop. To totally. Really? Totally. About, See, I never gave it a shot behave. because of that. The zombies okay. are props. And so you, you come up with new and unusual ways to make this zombie cooler than the last zombie. Okay. So there's well zombie where like a really big fat guy falls into a, a well. And because he's stuck in water, his skin just all swells up. Uh, and they're trying to get great. him out of there so they can drink the water. And so as they try and pull him out in the rope, the whole thing falls apart and it's just disgusting. So they just come up with ways to gross you out with the zombies. But the zombies, again, are not the real threat. The real threat is the governor, um, now Negan. Is, is the bad guy because they people have groups almost huh. clans in the zombie apocalypse and it's all about coming with your guns and taking your shit mm-hmm. like they want your stuff and so man man right now Walking Dead's better than it's ever been and it's 
Fantastic. Fan freaking tastic. Good Walking Dead rant. Happy about that. All right. So so you got Walking Dead, number two, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, right there. So so on, on the top ten list. Number three, Daredevil. So kind of all of ours are, are Season right two there. just dropped. I'm about halfway through yeah. it. Man, I'm happy. Very, Man, I'm happy. Punisher is a great character. I've hmm. done I've done I've done one episode and yeah, really good. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna, and I'll the Punisher, shot, the Punisher, the character that plays the Punisher in season two of Daredevil is the brother of Rick, the main character in The Walking Dead, and so he's a main antagonist um, in the first like couple seasons of The Walking Dead. And I've missed him on TV ever since he was killed off in The Walking Dead oh. because his he's a great actor and he's a it's a great arc that he had, and he's playing a very different character, but it's that same level of. Everybody else is living in fantasy land, mm-hmm. Daredevil, where you don't have to kill people. I'm the Punisher. I'm going to stop letting all of these criminals that you keep letting go and come back out and killing and raping more people. Oh. I'm going to take care of them today. And it's the same drama he was so having. So it's like a difference day. of philosophy. Absolutely. Between the two vigilantes. Which, again, or... I, I'm more gangster. Yeah. I'm with the Punisher. Yeah. Like, you can't do like, I'm not going to kill anybody. Well, then what happens when they come back and kill you? Mm-hmm. And that is The Walking Dead. Right. You don't kill a zombie or you don't put a threat down. They will always come back and kill you later. Yeah. And at what point do you learn the lesson. This is your fault. It's your fault that he ate that that zombie ate your daughter because <laughs> you didn't kill it when you had the opportunity. You, had the opportunity. you know, two days pre- prior to. Right. You've got to eliminate threats. So yeah, nice. go ahead. Next. So number four, House mm-hmm. of Cards. So Too, low. About that. Too low. Too so. low. We talked so. about it. We're definitely it's still top five. Top five. So number five, Vikings. Oh, okay. Go ahead, okay. sleeper. I'm telling you, Vikings is is, is, on, is on point. Number six, Flash. Um, I disagree. I, I, yeah, I started Flash and then I fell off. I still watch so, it. It's definitely the best of I've the white TV 18, superhero. Yeah, yeah of, of the network TV superheroes. Right. It's better than Arrow. Yeah, you like Flash, it better yes, than Arrow. It oh, it's definitely better than Arrow. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely better than Supergirl. Um, but it does or, not belong in that list. Or what's Agents of Shield? Which ugh, I don't. I'm not into me. it. Yeah, it's so bad. I tried, and too. I still watch it. I still watch it because right. mutants. But it's not a good show. Yeah. Um, but definitely Flash is the best of those. But it's not a top. No. Six or show. Uh-uh. It's so, behind House of Cards. That's ridiculous. Number yeah. seven, mm-hmm. Gotham. N- abs- way, way out. Way out. That I show like is Gotham. crap. I, I like Gotham. I, are you serious right yeah. now? I see. I'm torn on Gotham. I like Gotham. There are a lot of people that like it, Ben. Like, yeah. a, I mean, it's Who like a huge people? following. <laughs> Dude, seeing the rise of the villains, like seeing all the villains come in as when they were younger, like seeing how they port, like how the writers are portraying them how they became themselves right like it's so the penguin like, is like, stupid you're absolutely right that character I, is I dumb I, but the I, character was characters. but when they showed the joker and stuff like like that uh, the joker was my favorite when they showed him coming in like he played a good job okay but let me tell you what i don't ever want to watch a batman movie without batman i don't ever want to see it not interested like this is dumb like so hey, that's hey. your issue with, yeah. with gotham and no one really has any cool powers like they're all just like dumb villains with guns and trying to be weird and like oh look i have a switchblade like it's no, there, there was an episode of Gotham where there was a guy walking around handcuffing people to balloons. Really? And they would just fly away into the air. And, and until the <laughs> Dude, that was Are so you serious? Stupid. That was pretty creepy. Oh. So, so that's number seven. So we I know can't how you believe that, that show's highly reviewed. There's like, like a lot I, of I don't people. have a problem with people watching that show. Sure. That show, it's on Fox, and it's a Batman-themed thing. Right. So it like, could only be on out Fox, of, by Out the of 118,000 people that rated it, they gave it an 8 out of 10. Wow. Wait, are these people or are these reviewers? <laughs> no, these are, I, I there's want, a difference, I want, yeah, folks. Yeah, I don't want fan rankings. Yeah, no, the, the, yeah, that's that's that that, that eight out of ten is, is a fan ranking. Okay. Yeah. Um, so number eight, uh, America versus OJ. Oh, the so, new, the new American Crime Story. I've never, I don't know anything I've about seen that. It. I've watched a couple I'm, episodes. Pretty good. I'm, I'm two, two or three episodes in, and 
the the whole scene, the whole car chase scene is exactly what you thought was going on mm-hmm. in that car. How they put it was phenomenal. Like it, right, like how like how OJ was talking to his boy, like that was driving and stuff, right. and how it was going on, like with the gun and everything. That, that like, OJ was about mind. to kill himself. Like, yeah, OJ was like, straight up about to kill himself. Like it makes you realize, okay, well, sh- damn. Like that's all I gotta say. It no, was... I'm pretty caught up on the show because I, I've watched Not... all of them except for maybe one. Um, because to me, the OJ Simpson trial is one of the greatest um, stories in modern American Absolutely. history. This was yeah. a study in race and racism and our justice system, Absolutely. but not um, just that. Right, not just that. Right. It was, it was, it just captured Multiple everything. Layers because you had Johnny Cochran just. Flame in the race war. Um, and you had Christopher Darden on the prosecution side chosen just because he was black. Marsha, Marsha, um, was it Clark? Marsha Clark is the? Yes, that yeah, was it. Marsha right. Clark. She's, um, she's just a, a power hungry, publicity hungry character in this. You have the origins of the Kardashians, um, because the dude from oh, Friends. Oh, that's true. Right. It's, yeah. it's a really good, it's, it's a really good story. Um, and it's executed well enough. That's what I would say. It's executed well enough to, to be a, a good show. So here's a thought. Mm-hmm. Do we have the whole OJ predicament to blame for this Card- Kardashian uh, social elite uh, phenomenon? Yeah. Because it level. wasn't that the only access they had to being famous? Well, that's where the Kardashian name right? became a thing. Um, yeah. Wow. But of all the things that it brought us, um, you know, that's maybe not the worst of it. Uh, I think Cuba Gooding Jr. was in an interview recently because he plays OJ. Um, and it's, he, it was interesting to hear him say that there's no doubt in his mind that O.J. Simpson has CTE, that he has the uh, concussion yeah, disorder that, that causes you know people to behave ir- incredibly erratically. Right. You know, like Junior Seau was beating his wife, uh, who he'd never beaten before, you know, and things like clearly. that. So, you, again, it makes you put it in perspective that mm-hmm. we all look at O.J. Simpson as clearly a murderer, clearly a wife beater, and clearly a horrible guy, but how much of it is actually who O.J. Simpson was and how much it is someone who has brain damage right, brain and damage. is now socially incapable of functioning at a normal level. And now as you look back on the stuff, you know, like, I'm going to go find the real killers on the golf course. And we've seen him joke around with reporters, like, with fake knives and say, ha-ha. You know, like, clearly, O.J. Simpson's train is not going all the way to the, you know, the elevator doesn't go to the top. And Not in a situation like that. How much of it is on Paul Tagliabue? You know, right, like, right, how much right. of this is on Roger Goodell? And these people for for denying them the health care and the diagnosis that yeah. they needed to get get them real help. Um, that that was my most interesting aspect of it. And yeah. now to watch the show from that perspective of O.J. Simpson is truly mentally ill. You know, because of he's it's not a mental disorder. Right. It's a physical disorder, but it's affecting his brain. Interesting. It's it's a good show. It's definitely worth and it's a watch. Not, it's it's not even a show. It's a it's a mini series. It right. ends. It, you know, obviously. And they're going to do a different story every time, like American Horror Story. Anything uh, else? Yeah. So number nine, <laughs> so one that I'll find interesting, the one hundred. Um, I watched that show. I I'm like not it. Into it. I'm surprised <laughs> not that doing it. that from a popular TV ranking, it's 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 number nine out there. I've seen some episodes. Not bad. Never it's angers bad. me. Right. But it does feel. It feels like one of those Hunger Games divergent stories. Yeah. It, it made is into an episode. It is, but it's 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 ba- it's. I won't say it's better than Hunger Games, but it it it's good for oh, a TV do you, show. Do you feel like the Hunger Games is good? I was I liked it. I was entertained. I feel like they made Gen- they made Jennifer Lawrence one of the most interesting humans on the planet. Boring. How do you how do you make Jennifer Lawrence boring? I could watch Jennifer Lawrence on Regis and and, and Michael or, or <laughs> Kelly and Michael and be happy to to watch Jennifer Lawrence. You made this chick boring. Yeah. Her character sucks. I, it just didn't work for me. Right. The Hunger Games, the whole thing. I like Divergent a little bit more. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of excited about the last Divergent. Yeah, I'm, I'll check it out. I mean, I checked out both of them. I'm just right. you know. So 
Uh, so yeah, one hundred, pretty pretty good from an was, episode standpoint. I'm going with not deserving to be in the top no, ten shows. No, no. I, w- I wouldn't say. I, I disagree. And about number being ten top is the Vampire ten. Diaries. No, <laughs> bad hair and all the Arrow. <laughs> really, <laughs> that hair in the flashback. Isn't it funny how you get flash- a certain group of people who just lace keep a show wig. alive? Like you know, there's just a, a like a cult following for the arrow, and I feel like the arrow it. is just living off of Batman. Like it's just kind it of like a Batmany story, and yeah. so we're just we're into it. But the truth is, I like my superhero shows to be dark, yeah, and and it's not dark enough or like, real, right? It's just and he's got an arrow, like he's yeah. fighting against real. Like he doesn't villains. have a superpower, no power. He built his body, and now he kills people. And he's got like, he's got he's got a heck of a name. You know? Yeah, that's his, that's his superpower. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so I, I watched ten. the first umpteen seasons of that show, and I just gave up. Like I yeah. can't even bring myself to watch more episodes of the Arrow. I've got episodes stacking up on my DVR. Yeah, <laughs> and now they've got League League of Legends or Legends of Tomorrow or you know whatever. Of which I'm slightly more interested in than the Arrow. More interested in Arrow, yeah. Um, yeah. But it's it's very flashy, yes. so it's very like yes. the tone of it is like we're kind of funny, we're kind of serious. Um, we're gonna give you really cool special effects, but there's not anything like super like again. Daredevil on Netflix is a different beast. Yes. Right. It's a completely it different it like if it's it's the equivalent it's sh- of an Oscar worthy version of a of a of a battle movie like say Braveheart or or Gladiator where right. you should be getting Oscars for this fight movie versus some random, you know, war movie. But shouldn't shows like that, like with a story like Daredevils, like say if Arrow was redone, shouldn't it be done on out of a source like Netflix? Because you can do more. You can absolutely do more, but again, ultimately, it's more range. Ultimately, they're trying to write these episodes to be twenty-two episodes per season, so that's network TV, yeah, which I means know. a bunch of filler, yep. which yeah. means villain of the week, which is that's the thing I love really of the life. It's going to be a love story in there somewhere. Right. All of them, all mess that always. If you messes build it, it up. right, you can do like the love story, but but like, these, the seasons of Netflix forced. are ten oh, episodes. There's yeah. no filler. Yeah. It's like every episode is a major moving forward, and that's what again you should expect a show like House of um, not House of Cards, Game of Thrones to be. Yeah. And so when you hit a filler episode or two you get really frustrated but there's you're like i only have 10 you know yeah. 10 or 12 of these like you can't waste one like this last one right or give me a a, a heavy storyline that you're not really interested in that's kind of like like think about if they put narcos on network television oh it'll be horrible. you know what i mean it'll, it'll take horrible. it from 10 great episodes that we both enjoy oh, till about 20 watered and you, down exactly. boring they would have focused on things that it's just harder hitting, harder hitting, more edgy when it's on Netflix right. or something on the like. Jessica Jones is another one. If you like Daredevil, Jessica Jones. How is that? Yeah, oh, it's good. It's okay, good. I heard that one was pretty gritty the too. The villain is is scary. Okay. Like truly, it's a terrifying villain. His yeah. powers are not anything to play with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give yeah. it a shot. I needed someone to tell me first. Yeah, no, that's right. pretty good. Anything uh, else? So, well, just what like, for note. Are there any shows that you're ashamed of? Scandal. That you watch? Scandal. I hate Scandal. <laughs> I'm, I'm hate. I'm hate smashing Scandal. Like that's the, <laughs> like mm, that show. That show makes me dumber. So yeah. if, if Suits and West Wing makes you smarter, um, they Scandal have too many makes leaps yeah. in Scandal. It, the yes, characters they, have no. Everything's center. a reach. I'm, right. out, I'm out on Scandal. I'm out. I, I, was, I watch I was it on in, Netflix. I was in, in for summer. the last season, and Sports now I'm out. Are gone. Like I said, Olivia Pope is is not an example for women and powerful women. No more gladiators, right? No, no more sun. white hats. And um, <laughs> wow, no Marcus. more standing in the sun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There we go. No. Oh my gosh. And um, <laughs> and and Cyrus Bean, 
who's the... He uh, was my hero at first. Right, but then again, the character has no center. Yeah, it does. So it's like, I'm in love with my partner, and we're going to adopt a child together. Two episodes later, I'm going to assassinate my partner. He's got to go (laughs) because I can't let him write a story. I can't sit down and have a conversation with him and be like, you can't publish the story. You're my husband. Like, we're calling it a day. No, I'm going to just kill the person I just (laughs) adopted a child with. This is so dumb. Yeah, and that's that's the problem. It's just too many leaps. Right. Like, I don't... I always feel like... it's like having high and low blood pressure in the, at the same time. Right. It's like the, always. <laughs> the wife, Melly, is a weak victim who's just crying oh. about this and third. No, I'm going to be president. She might be the worst character for me. It might be Melly because they spent a whole season making her into a train wreck bum. Right. The whole time. And that- 20 seconds later. I'm going to be the leader of the free world. <laughs> like, I literally was just eating fried chicken in my pajamas and wouldn't do anything yeah, as don't first forget lady. The, don't forget the slippers. Right. 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 Yeah, <laughs> and the slippers. She stayed drunk for like, uh, for like an entire season. And, and now, they committed to it. Right. And, she and she, like now she wants forever. to negotiate directly with Putin. Like it's deal. just so it's, – it's just the most ridiculous, absurd writing. Shonda Rhimes, I'm, I'm not – I'm out. She, yeah, she makes shows <laughs> that enough. are popular – because they're soap operas, yeah. um, they're they're guiding night light. They're all my soap children. Yeah, we're looking they at night time. Right, right. Is, that's all dude, they are. All of them. Uh, Grey's Anatomy's now this that. General Hospital. How to, how to get away with murder? Um, scandal. Yeah. Did she did blacklist? She do What's your feeling on blacklist? No. Is it is that in that group too? No, no, no. no. Is it gory, like or is it dark and real enough where you can separate it? Because that show makes a lot of leaps too. Aaron put me on blacklist. It's and, good, right? Yeah. It's watchable for me. I'm it's, just wondering. Is it I in think that group? It's so much of it boils down to his performance. Yeah. Oh so yeah, yeah, just, yeah. 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 He's, he's the just, one. He's he it. carries it. I mean, oh, he's, his. His it's like he can James say Taylor. whatever he wants. But yeah. the lead actress, I'm like, why is she even in this show? Like, she's no, not no. a particularly hot. She's not a particularly good actress. Nope. Like, I, I don't understand her role in this. Because she's so regular, that's why. Right. It's almost like, <laughs> I, I just can't man, connect you can with just her. be white in yeah. Hollywood, and they will just give you a job. You don't You don't need to be super talented. You know? Like, well, how did she get a lead? Like, I don't understand. How did she get this role? Well, it's not, I don't think it's just that, although... But but well, look at on the other side. It's Kerry Washington and, and Viola Davis. Like you have to be like Oscar nominated to get a lead role, and or super like all worldly gorgeous in Kerry Washington's case. And and can you name the actress that's in Blacklist? No, I can't. No. I don't actually. What's the? I and we the and we watched fourteen seasons of it, and we have no idea who she is. She's the most indescript actress in the history of network TV. Yeah, I, I can't. Well, I mean, so I watched that the, definitely supports your point, if yeah. that's just to say. Like, no, I think the cast that's around her is great. Right. Like, they literally lift her up because all the other actors that they have on there, like the, the dude that plays her boyfriend slash big husband? daddy, husband. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's an amazing actor. He's a actor. great actor. He's yeah. very good. He's awesome. James Spader's awesome. Yep. Uh, Spader's the, the man. The, the, dude, the dude that plays – that. Uh, that plays the the leader of the task force. Oh yeah, like right. he's good. Oh Harry Lennox. Yeah, and right. then he's the guy, Harold and then, Cooper. Yeah, Harold there, Cooper. Yeah. Like I remember him from Mo Money back in the day. Yeah. A, <laughs> I've been a James Spader fan since he came on the final season of The Practice and like saved the show. Yeah. Because um, they lost Dylan McDermott, and when he came on, he was the bad guy, yeah. and, and he's been awesome ever since. Dude, I like James Spader since uh, what's that? Um, Stargate. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that's Stargate. He so was in Stargate. He was in the after. original Stargate. Oh, the movie. Yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's he's a great actor. He yeah. truly yeah. and he just played Ultron. Yes. He can do and you know what tripped me out about Ultron? Mm. Is that he was the same character that he is in Blacklist. 
kind of yeah, was, right? It, it, like super we creepy. Knew, we were just talking about it. We're like that is. He true. always has these soliloquies, like these stories. Like, yeah. let me illustrate for you why I'm about to kill you. You're right. <laughs> or, or how? He, no, he definitely, he definitely. Or why the it. death from me would be worse than another death by another? Right. And why? Yeah. <laughs> why you should give me what I right. want versus the other people that will kill you if you do? Because my death will be worse. Why don't they just have him? I don't know. Be the villain as Spader. Just call him Spader because we already know he's like the creepiest. <laughs> Spader. <laughs> so that's that's another show that, I mean, Scandal upsets me. I just, I can't. Did you, you had a guilty pleasure? Yeah, I've got one. So mine, I'm going to go diaries. ahead, it's I'm gonna go diaries, ahead and give it? my man card out. I, I, I checked it out before I walked in the door. Good. Uh, so The Bachelorette. And the story behind that. Do married guys have man cards? I feel so, like, so I feel like no. it, it goes at the wedding, right? So no, you you don't. But okay, but I just want to make sure. On, but it's more of an Aaron just made a, he made a fault, right? Like, but his is official. <laughs> it's more of an unofficial. His is official yeah. now. I've handed it. When you I say when you over. say things like that, you can't uh, unofficially for me. It's gone for you. It's officially gone. Yeah, it's, it's the, uh, so Bachelorette, Bachelorette started watching with my wife when we were dating, and and one of my homeboys just kind of and just. You know, just lambasting me. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm I'm in on this now. And so it's carried over to, it. to our what? marriage. So I've been watching it for like five years with her. Now, wow. in my defense, that is the only, the only. It only takes one. <laughs> yes, but it does. <laughs> and that's a big one. <laughs> so, like isn't it a whole right? hour? No, right. oh, no, it's two hours, bro. <coughs> two hours every week. Two hours. You're yes, spending it's a two wait, hour wait. show. That's 120 wow. minutes. Oh, I, I, but the laptop is up when I'm watching the show. I'm doing that's no. I'm doing okay. things. So let's let's dive quickly into my little tangent on The Bachelorette and why I think it's actually one of the worst shows on television. Um, I think well, yeah. this show hurts America because it <laughs> creates the sense that love is something that can be developed over the course of a weekend mm-hmm. and on a destination vacation or horseback with gourmet meals around you. That's not what love is. Yeah, and segments. I think it, it actually warps Americans' minds, our minds around what love is, that you can just fall in, in it so but, quickly. And, but the reality is love, love, and you should know this as, as married men, yeah. love is knowing the worst of a person and loving them anyway. Right. Like that your wives can still you love you after they've known you for five years. Can we to, not focus on that? Well, but, <laughs> but here's, here's the thing. I, I think all the married people that watch it are watching it under the prism of, yeah, th- this isn't going to last. Like we know because right. as you're, if you're married, you know what it takes and you know that all of these dates and these things that these elaborate hoaxes that they go through yeah. to, to like impress or, or to go on the date, it's like manufacturing love. And so, yeah, and so I think that's the good. euphoria, it's yeah. the euphoria, the upside of love. Yeah. But, you know, but and then it all comes crashing down. Like half of those relationships end half? up right, more than half. I'm saying, well, let's say, be real. Like half of marriages end in divorce. Yeah. So, like, even though those of us who weren't on <laughs> didn't want to didn't want to bring that up, did <laughs> well, we? <laughs> well, it's like none of them really end up lasting. You know, I always ask my wife, I'm like, hey, whatever happened? Oh yeah, they're not they're not together anymore. Of course right. not, like, because suddenly they actually had to spend time together yeah. without right. a camera, right? And right. without. Uh, you know, without all of the elaborate But the dates. idea that you can sit there as, as say, you're the bachelor, right? That's so right. Quote. And so you have a date with this girl, and you're like, I think I really have strong feelings for her. I think I might be falling in love. And then you go on another date three hours later when I think I have strong feelings for her as well. I just, I don't know. If a man can't decide between six women and it's a tough choice, he doesn't give a damn about any of you. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the reality. Like, none of you are important enough for him to say, I actually want to stop doing this because I feel like I've met someone. When you meet someone that you like, you don't keep... Like whoring with the next chick in the hot tub. I, right. I don't. 
I don't buy you it. want to spend less time with him. Right. You'd, you'd want to be with the one yeah. that you actually have a connection with and minimize everything else. But he's doing it for TV, which so what does that really to. say about he cares how much he cares about any of these women's feelings? So here, here's the question I have is, does anyone actually take The Bachelorette serious, though? Because I do. I mean, if you spend two hours a week watching it. Okay. It Burn. That was right. good. You, that get, was you, good. Get, you get invested. That's all right. <laughs> That's you, good. You can break the dicks. Hey, listen. I, I was This portion of the show, I was expecting dicks. Oh, no, no. And no. hey, we're not even hitting you hard. I'm like throwing softball. I'm like, man, I was expecting more. It's pretty bad, but <laughs> honestly, pretty, the fact that you spent that long. Yeah, pretty disappointed. My favorite is that he tried to hand on a man card that disappeared like There's it was, no was revoked three years ago. Like, <laughs> I, I stopped viewing you as a man a long time ago, Aaron. <laughs> it's over. It's been over. <laughs> Officially. Oh, the man. Bachelorette. What may, let me see. What am I ashamed of? Worst show that you watch, Marcus. All right, so I can't say worst show. My thing is not letting go. Okay. All right. So for me, my, the shame I have is probably I mentioned this to you guys before is Burn Notice. Burn Notice has been over for about three three years. We're talking and about the USA show with that that's right. dude who's hey, that's right. It's good. I love but. spy shows. I do. I didn't know I love spy shows until my wife pointed out the fact that she's like, "Well, you always see spy shows." No, I don't. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. And I start going on my catalog, and obviously, like you said, they know you. She was right because my catalog had like Born Identity in it, Burn Notice, right. The Americans. I'm like, holy shit, everything's about. Spies. So my Marcus thing is not no letting one. go. Exactly. No one, Espionage. Everyone in his life is duplicitous. Everyone. Are you really Rucker? I, I, I don't feel trust like, you. Yeah. What if Aaron was planted in our middle school? And like, <laughs> <laughs> by the Russians. He's the first beige counterinsurgent. He's a Cold War holdover. <laughs> the first Bayesian. Too funny. That's great. All right, so um, that was pretty notice. much our TV. Burn notice. I, I don't even want to comment on that. <laughs> I, I'm not commenting on it. I any. liked it. I will never let Suits go. Suits is the only USA show that I will ever acknowledge exists. The Colony. Pretty what? Good. The Colony. Check it out. With the blonde dude from Lost? I'm yeah, not with doing the really it. bad hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not, probably not going to do that. No, it's a, good, it's, a, it's a good, pretty interesting show, I got to say. No. That was Try a tacit out. endorsement. Tacit. Right. That was not. That was. That was not. He. That was that. good word usage right there. That was pretty good. Turns out I've read a book before. <laughs> like four of them. Two of them written by Dan Brown. All right. So <laughs> that wraps up our, our TV segment. Yes. All right. Yeah. We're going to go to magic to basketball. Everything's coming up pretty shortly. But we. My bottom line is: go watch House of Cards. Go watch Daredevil. Netflix is doing the damn thing right yes, now. Yes, they are. We'll be right back with pre gaming. We started with a little biggie, and now we're wrapping it up with some pot. You are pre-gaming with Ben, Aaron, and Marcus. Tyler on the board. What's up? Yes, sir. A little California love because some stuff is going down in California. These Golden State Warriors, they're still really good. They're still on pace to set the record. But are the San Antonio Spurs the best team in basketball? I, I think I think the premise should be for all of this is let's not overreact. Listen, that's <laughs> been my take from day one. Let's was not that the Spurs have not been trying, and mm-hmm. the Warriors have been trying to set a record, and the Spurs don't give they don't give two f's. Clearly, not, yeah. Um, and the, have the Spurs still not lost at home? 
No. They haven't lost at home. Right. They're 35 and now. Neither have the Warriors, though. So, again, right. without really trying, they're on pace to be darn near undefeated yeah. you know, at, at home. Best Spurs team right. ever. Best and what, what I enjoyed the most was watching the highlights of that game and watching the Spurs play a team defense on Steph Curry like I've never seen before. Yeah. Literally, there's a play where Steph is trying to run around screens, and he gets picked up by all five players yeah. on the San Antonio Spurs. He's never open for a moment. No, he's not, not. a moment. And the Spurs, I think, with Kawhi Leonard, with Tim Duncan, are capable of playing a championship-level defense that maybe no other team in the league is really capable of. So I don't know about mm. that. I know that right now they have, like, their – Who can out-defend the Spurs when they're bringing well, their Hold on. Let me, let, me finish, let me finish one more, though. They're, they're on pace to have, like, a legendary defensive stats – and it's all without having a big, big shot blocker, and it's their team defense, it's their rotations, it's because they all have high defensive IQs. Right. So, no, I'm not going to say that. The team that would be able to do out defend the Spurs would be the Warriors, in my opinion, uh, because they all have, they have five guys, and they have a sound defensive strategy as well. Their rotations, their secondary, their, their third. They got Draymond. They got Draymond. You got Clay. You got Bogut. See, an anchor. And see that's, man, that's, Bogut wasn't there. Yes, that is something we're missing. Neither was. Because Bogut... Bogut can it actually had them go small. Bogut can yeah. guard Aldridge because they right. were getting abused in the post by Boris twenty six and, and thirteen Aldridge. by Aldridge. By yeah. the way, Aldridge looked amazing in that game. Aldridge yeah, because he's playing gonna, everyone who was six five. Aldridge <laughs> isn't going to get that on on Bogut because because back in the day when when Tim Duncan still had you know he, not that he doesn't have game now but when he was younger and had post game. Bogut would shut him down one-on-one. That's why that first time the Warriors came out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and almost beat the Spurs that year that the Spurs won the championship was because Bogut was guarding Tim Duncan straight up. So to support your point, they also didn't have Festus Azili. Right. So to me – No, Festus. Well, no No, Festus. No Festus Festus either. Festus is (laughs) – I mean, Festus, you spring a little Festus on it, and suddenly it's a whole different ball. Festus is a baller. Festus is going to get paid next year. Yeah, and he is, and he is, and he's he's a starting quality center. Thank you very much, Benjamin. Who gets more money, um, Festus or Hassan Whiteside? Hassan Whiteside. Well, clearly. What kind of comparison is that? (laughs) And Hassan is is half crazy and may or may not even be a a help to the man. But Hassan can can punt those balls into the third, fourth row. All right, all right. So So here's again, my take is that – I'm. I'm just. I don't. How can you say you're not sold? They're the champions of the league. Right. They're, they're going to win seventy something games this year. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm just not sold on them being better than the Spurs. And the reason I'm not sold, they didn't beat the Spurs last year. They dodged the Spurs um, last year in the playoffs. Them. Well, <laughs> here, hey Ben, but but something very important that's got to happen. Hmm. The Spurs have to beat them in Golden State four four times. times. Not, they don't have to beat them four times. They have to beat them one time in Golden State and win the three games in San Antonio. Okay, so, so let's, let's clear one time. So, so, let's so, clear this up. Four <laughs> times. They have to they beat have to them beat four, times. four times. No, he was saying in Golden State. Okay, no, but, I got you. But right. one of those, me. they I'm are going to have times. to win in Golden State to win. Right, one time out of four chances. Can you play that level of defense? I mean, again, and, and this is kind of piggyback on your point. The, I think the question mark comes to this. It's not whether they have the tools to be Golden State. The thing is, can you defend like that over that much uh, that long a time period? And, and, let's and also, I don't know. Because if you can, then you can win. Let's but, also do this though. But look at what they did. The war, the Steph Curry, the shots that he's taking, 
he he doesn't take good shots. No, he's a bad shot I mean, for taker anyone else ever. Right. So yeah, so so he's taker. taking he yeah. takes he takes bad shots. Right. He makes them I for other. He was just one shots. for twelve from three. You know, That's base, not going to happen. Baseball, they have bad shot or bad pitch hitters. Like yeah. Vladimir Guerrero is famous for being like he's a bad ball hitter. Okay. You throw a slider that's almost in the dirt, and he golfs it over over into the upper deck. And that's um, Steph. And that's Steph. Steph is someone who who can take shots that would be bad for anyone else. Right. But again, when he's missing them consistently, like he was against the Spurs, suddenly he's just a bad shot shooter. Yeah, and it true. just looks like, oh, wow, dude's taking bad shots. This isn't going well. But they're normal um, for him. So this also happened against Cleveland, though, in the finals. The, Steph Curry didn't look like Steph Curry anymore. I mean, he averaged 22 points a game. He played really well in the finals overall. But he didn't play his baller out of the world right. against a very good defense. Right. But in he Cleveland. Wasn't, it did he, make a change. That, he's right that about Steph that, Curry isn't this Steph Curry that we have now. That's true. Those are, those are two different versions of Steph Who was the Steph Curry? Curry we just saw on Sunday night, though, Saturday night? The Steph Curry that missed some shots. I mean, he's I been on a legendary just, tear. Yeah, it didn't look like just, it wasn't missing, just shots, missing shots. It wasn't just missing shots. Go ahead, finish your No, I'm saying he's on a legendary tear. He's going to have bad games. Okay, so I'm not going to no. attribute that to it just, just a bad absolutely game. Not. I'm not going to say it's just not a bad when they game. Have yeah, we watched, we Aldridge saw this. No, all we, the way up to the hash we, we mark saw the guard. And, and they had they had a I mean, they had a sound defensive strategy. Legendary. In, uh, go ahead. In a, in a in a seven game series, they're going to adjust on that. They're going to swing that ball to the other side. Clay's going to light them up. Draymond's going to light them up. They didn't have a good game either. Right. So they're both shooting very. They both had bad shooting performances due to the defense. I'd say yes. It's it's defense, but he's also right. he's, he's fanboying right now. You see that? Right? <laughs> you see that he's I'm being right realistic. Like, I'm just like, saying, like you, you guys like, are like, oh, the Spurs. Like, like, no, 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 no. Don't let me. I'm saying there's a point. It wasn't really that competitive. Like no. the Spurs won that game. Right. Like they won it. They won it. I think. Won it. I, I think w- what we're saying is this: He missed shots. We're just talking about Steph, and we can throw Clay in there too. They missed shots that they would normally make due to that defense. Now the game was actually very competitive. The the Warriors actually got the lead back. Um, in the third quarter. Yeah. yeah. So let's throw that in there too. Not yeah. in the fourth quarter. No, 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 not in the fourth. <laughs> Here, here's yeah, that's what I'm saying. You don't lead it Lamar- all in the fourth. That's Lamarcus. Not that so the game was closer than even with bad games. They only lost by eight. Go ahead. Lamarcus is not going to go for 26 and 13 if both Bogut and Festus. Are I right. agree with you, and that's yeah. my point. Y'all know Andrew Bogut be hurt all the darn time. Yes, right? he does, and that's right. what they have. So to there's have a Festus. there's a chance that, that Andrew Bogut won't be in the playoffs because it's Andrew Bogut. You got to have one of them though. It's got to be one or the other. But yeah, so you'll you'll have Festus back by the playoffs. I. Here, all I'm saying is this. If you have to bet even money, obviously you go with the Warriors. But when these guys play in a seven-game series and there's some type of spread, I'm probably taking the Spurs and the points or the Spurs in this number of games, et cetera. Um, I just I, – I don't – it's not an even matchup. The Warriors should be favored in the equation. But I think the veteran – like that's as veterany as it gets, and the Spurs never win it every year. You know, they never win it back to back to back. Can't do it. Yeah, but every – Two years or every three years, the Spurs put it together and they dominate. Yeah. And I think this is a year that we're we're just sleeping on the Spurs because we have a team that's giving an outlier performance. This is a championship level team. Oh in San no, Antonio. no, no, without a question. And, and no, not, and I just want to be clear: yeah. no other team in the NBA is. Right. It is the Spurs and it is the Warriors, yeah. and no one else matters. Yeah, because like the, Cleveland's not playing championship ball right absolutely now. Absolutely not. They're not. Um, Toronto. Actually. Yeah, I was gonna say no. Uh, Toronto's beating well, the Spurs. Well, no, 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 the Warriors. Get out of here. I'm saying Toronto's actually closer to Cleveland now because Cleveland's not playing championship level ball. Right. There's but, only two contenders. But the gap right now. is still significant. It's very you significant. Know, it's significant. If the Warriors are yeah. a 99, the Spurs are a 98, and no one else is a 92 or 93, it's like yeah. there's a, here, there's a gap. Here, here's yeah. a, here's a, here's a here's an interesting caveat. I know I, I agree. I would love nothing more than to have a, a Warriors Spurs Western Conference Finals. That's like, gonna like, happen. That would be the one. 
I don't know. Really? Because guess who the Spurs Achilles heel is when they're healthy? The Oklahoma City. Thunder. I disagree. That two three that two three matchup here, in the second round is going to be brutal. Here's, here's, here's my here's my problem. Getting with Russell that. Westbrook and a healthy Kevin Durant out of the playoffs that's brutal. That is just absolutely brutal. My problem with, with that matchup is simply this: is execution that OKC still has not been able to do. And yeah, like you just game, said, Westbrook is a choker. Both of them. Yeah, it's totally not just one. Choker. Well, I'll take KD shooting late game. Like he's splash plenty. Uh, okay. But Westbrook is the Westbrook. There was there was an article I was reading today. It was the all yes. choke team, and I think Paul Gasol, Demarcus Cousins was on it. Um, but the point guard was Russell Westbrook. Oh yeah, and his his percentages in the in the final five minutes is yeah. one thing. It goes down in the clutch clutch minutes of final two minutes and final minute. It was the worst. Yeah, you know so turnovers. I, yeah, shots, yeah. I bad decisions, but still, it's an ugly out. It's a series that you'll, the Spurs will never feel comfortable going into this series. Like, oh yeah, we got this, bro. Yeah, yeah. because you of know, the athleticism. Like, That's no, true. <laughs> right. I just I really trust OKC to beat themselves and I hate to say this but they show me so many times that even if they are despite healthy despite their epic coaching despite yeah <laughs> despite their epic coaching well, Marcus, I trust OKC to beat themselves I just do they they haven't been healthy though that's the point well see that's they haven't see, been healthy at in some four point, years. well no I, I disagree a little but you're saying it's not now. no 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 they're they were healthy now. last season but, but no, they weren't last playoffs they were no they they were out they didn't make the playoffs they were out Durant the whole year last season last playoffs last playoffs that's why Scott Brooks that's why Scott Brooks but the bottom line is the bottom line is even healthy this season, they're still failing late in games. Even healthy, yes, right. They, they do need still to, not work, but, but it's regular season. You got to work it out. I, I feel like with them, we're going to see a better version of them in the. Playoffs. But you know who doesn't have to work it out? The San Antonio Spurs. They've been it, there. They've done that. They've won this over and over and over again. So like, I they're a proven commodity. The the Oklahoma City Thunder. They're they're a sexy team on mm-hmm. paper, mm-hmm. but. Ever since they made it to the finals and won that game one versus Miami, it's really just been rainbows and memories. I'm just saying that they're yeah. going to have to, but that, but again, Ben, that that series against Miami, that was the last time they were all healthy in the playoffs with James Every Harden. Every year after that, they've right. all been hurt. Yeah, they also had James Harden. Well, again, even even take out James Harden. Every year, one year it was Ibaka. The year that the year that they were about to beat don't, the Spurs. Don't, don't stop you excuses for. No, I'm not making. I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying we haven't seen all these guys together healthy. My point is, we're seeing them now. They're not on the same level as the other two teams we're discussing. At least and not it's today. It's like there's an at eye test. We can watch them play right now. They healthy. go on a ten game winning streak toward the right. end. They might start playing. That they're way. super talented. Yeah, you know, there's are. no question. But they're not saying, playing at that got, level. You've now. got two guys that can go in and single handedly take win a game. Win, yeah, but win, see, win two games. But that's my hold on, hold on. That's my problem. My problem with them is everybody knows that. And when you have a championship level defend, defense like Golden State or San Antonio, where do you think the ball's going to go? That's the problem yeah. that OKC has is no. that the fact that they don't have enough variety in their lineup. No, they know what's going to one or two guys the whole time. I don't it's think easy to I don't defend. see it's, I feel like it's going to come down to matchups. I don't think that OKC is a problem for Golden State cuz what they do plays right but into But didn't their they hands. just have a game that was a shootout and went into overtime or something? Yeah, but that was I a game the Warriors shouldn't have won matchup. and they won. It. So I'm saying I don't think. Wait, the, wait, wait. So you're saying the team that's not a problem for the Warriors is the, played a game and should have beaten the Warriors? They should have beaten them, and the Warriors found a way to win. So when you have those games that you should win and you don't win them, then no, that's you, not how you that give works. Yes, no, that's not how that works. Um, if you're if you're the drastically better team, you shouldn't be in a situation where it took a miracle and, and hail Mary Jesus and you Tim Tebow to come off the bench and, and Tim get you. Right. But Ben, my yeah, point is, is that on. my point is that over the course of an 82 game season, you're going to have bad games, and those bad games you lose. That's true. Every, so you found a way to win those. The Warriors bad. have have a, a no. game where someone outplays them. It's oh, they just have bad no, games. No, no, no. Well, you mean like that Lakers game from two weeks ago? Right. Where they lost by 30. The Lakers. The Lakers. No. Well, one, they sucked, but the Lakers were just on fire. Like, the Lakers won that game. All I'm saying is that in the West, I think it's going to come down to matchups. And I'm saying you can't – 
this a healthy OKC team gives the Spurs problems. Okay, now, for the for for the well, Warriors, y'all both said that for the Warriors, I'm not. It's going to be the Spurs. I'm trying to be clear. I, if, if I'm if I'm the Oklahoma City Thunder. I think I'd rather take a, sh- a crack at the Warriors than really? if I could choose really? one to play. Because again, really? it, ultimately, it's just about like you said, matchups and the team orientation of the Spurs. I, I bet you we can go through and look up the matchups this year. The Spurs have handled OKC much easier than the Warriors have. The Warriors have struggled against OKC. Name an overtime game, and they were down by umpteen thousand mm-hmm. points. Yeah, I think there's. I think there's. A, I think there's a. Le- I think there's a level of familiarity with each other. This well. is true. This is true. So I think mm-hmm. I think that the the Thunder know that they can they can go in and beat the Spurs. They've done it before. They've done they did the Wait, reverse what sweep. What the Thunder beaten us? They've listen. They were going to win two years ago before Abaka's calf went out, and the Spurs wouldn't have won that championship. Oh, they were gonna win? Yes. Oh, they, they were handling the Spurs. That, that I'm, I'm just saying, like, if you're the Thunder, you 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 know you've had the Spurs. You've beaten them before. Like this version of the Spurs too. So they know they know that. So this the Marcus Aldridge and Kawhi Leonard led version of the Spurs. Yes. Two years ago it was Kawhi Leonard. He won. He was the Finals MVP. Yes, not, but, not, not, but, but not, he wasn't not what he Marcus. is today, and sure. LaMarcus Aldridge wasn't on the team. Right. So LaMarcus. no, they've not beaten this iteration of the Spurs and this this undefeated at home Spurs team that would maybe be the best team we've seen in the last ten years, yeah, if not, not for the, the Warriors. Right. Like this is this is some other level stuff right now. That's right. And and I think you're giving way too much props to OKC who doesn't deserve it, and right. you're down in the Spurs and who, have earned, who no, have earned no again, the respect again, that they again, should have right I'm now. I'm not I'm not trying to take away any respect from the Spurs. You're just saying that they're going to lose to the scrub. I didn't say that. I said I said I said if I'm the Spurs. The team that you're saying we're saying it's automatically going to be the Warriors, Spurs in the West. I Conference. think so. I am saying that, and I, and I, and I like that. I'm just saying don't sleep on OKC. Okay, and the I'm Warriors. sleeping on them because I'm watching them play this season. So you saying OKC is a dark horse, right. sort of? This, okay. this is a team that like needed Jesus to beat the Magic. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, like I, I'm not buying it by any stretch. Speaking of the Magic, uh, why do we speak of the Magic? Because we like live here. This is the most um, Jekyll and Hyde relationship of a season. Where at some point in the season we were happy. Oh, yeah, we were weren't, we, weren't we happy? October was a we fantastic time to be alive, right. baby. The Scouts had come in and changed the culture of the team, and everything was going in the right direction. The only, the only downside was Victor Oladipo was looking horrible. And now it's it's done a complete 180. Victor Oladipo looks like a superstar. That's right. And the Orlando Magic can't close out a game to save their lives. No. Like, we, we saw January, which was a nightmare of a month, where they just basically went over, um, happen. And then we're like, oh, it'll get back on track in February no, and March. It won't. Not so much. Not so much. We Mm-mm. still we've lost so many close games. I think I saw the record was nine and fourteen yeah. in games that went to overtime or were decided by five points or less. And one twenty three games decided by five points or less right. is a huge chunk of your games. That's way more than like forty percent of your games are super close games. Late game and, execution, right? The positive way to look at that is, hey, if you add a, a good veteran or two, or don't give away Tobias Harris for free, um, you know, maybe maybe the situation is a little bit different. Versus the reality, which is a thousand teams are going to have cap space this summer, and why would you go to a team that's in the situation that the Orlando Magic are in right now? So how many games do we have left, guys, in the NBA season? 10, 15, They're I think it's 12. 39 and 29 right now? I so want to say 30 and 40, so it's about, about 14, 14 games, 14 right, games 14 left. Games. The reason why I ask that is because do we feel, and I'm asking, asking you guys this, do we feel that we uh, have advanced from where we are at the beginning of the season? You know, or, or what do we know differently that we didn't know before? 
I think because I feel like I don't know anything differently. I think I feel I like we, we know we know that Aaron Gordon is is legit. But uh, didn't we, we know that? that? I knew that. Uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think he proved it to us. That, that he, what you're he had shown no, us. Remember we, the first time we did practice rehearsal for this podcast? Um, this one was over here saying that Aaron Gordon's going to be a star, and I said, but when? You know, like right now he can't order a drink in a bar. So, yes, he's going to be good, but he's not going to be an all-star this year. He's probably not going to be an all-star next year. You know, so we're well, just hoping that, you know, sometime down the line. I want to say, why can't he be one next year? He won't be an all-star next year. Just, it depends on, just, on you, how well, many Because it's, it's really hard to become an all-star in the NBA, period. You know, you've got you got to be you got to go up against other players. Yeah. So Vucevic and Tobias or Vucevic had a semi All Star caliber season this year, right? But he didn't make it because the Magic are the Magic. Yeah, uh, he I'm just saying made it at a he, center spot. Go ahead, finish your thought. With, with Aaron Gordon plays, he's got he's going to be one of the top two way players in the game. Uh, Aaron Gordon, yeah. Minutes, Anytime you can guard four positions, I, mean, I agree. Like his his defense is you can is, leave him on the amazing. floor. Like you I can, agree, he, he he can guard anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. He's he's learning. He's he's he's. I like his ball handling ability. Yes. I like his passing. Listen, he's got three point range. Aaron, Gordon's, Aaron Gordon's the the lone the bright package. smart. So so he's what I'm package. saying is, we personally, I knew he was going to be good. And then we, when he wasn't getting minutes, you know, then it's like, oh, when is he going to crack out of this? So so now that he's had this, these opportunities, I think we're really seeing what he can do. And I think he'll go into next season having a much stronger season. What I think we also know, what we also found out is that Victor Oladipo can take a punch. Yeah. So like he he took a punch this year. I mean you know he was you know, coming off a, coming off a really good year last year. Came in, started off really strong, and you're like, oh man, this guy's psyche. What is it going to do to him? And, and 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 you saw how he behaved through the slump, through going being benched, through coming off the bench, mm-hmm. and now he's kind of reemerged. He's the phoenix. Like he's really right. come back. I mean, dropped forty five two two nights ago. He's dropped averaging over twenty over his last four. He's averaging twenty four points a game over his last eight games. Like yeah. he is balling. Yeah. Um, offensively, that's, that's bigger than a hot streak to me. Right. But it's more. It's more like the kid got his confidence back. But it's also fit. It's, you know, he knows that he doesn't have to look on the show over his shoulder. At least in my opinion, and, and knows he's getting yanked. Every single time he makes a mistake, because that's kind of the issue they had before, where it's like he'd missed so many shots. And he was so ineffective that he knew he was coming out. It just didn't work out for him. Um, I feel so like it's snowballed. It snowballed yeah. at the beginning of the season, and his confidence just got lower and lower. Yeah. But remember, we read that quote where he was like, "I'm gonna. I've been through struggles my entire life. Right. I'm gonna get through this. There's yeah. no question in my mind." And he's proven and, that to. And us. we were talking about around trade deadline. Do you trade him? And I'm saying, no, you can't. He's right. the only draft. And I, I said to trade him. That's right. what I was thinking. I and, and to me, I would bet on him just because of his character. Yeah, I, know? I agree. And I've been rooting for Vic. And if there's anything that I'm really happy about in this season, it's that Vic, Victor Oladipo's bounced back and still looks like. A long-term contributor. Yeah. Um, the question is whether or not he's a star because we see him scoring a lot of points and it's not translating into any type of wins. Right now. Now, this is one thing. So we've talked about Aaron Gordon. we talked about Vic. One thing that I did want to talk about was Alfred Payton for a minute because everyone that I knew, I spoke to that follows the magic, which is about you know two people out of mm-hmm. um, <laughs> two people that I know. But, but the bottom line is that he uh, looked like he was going to be better than he was at the beginning of the season and he, just not, he has just not progressed. So I think the question mark comes to as far as our key future, you know, players that are that, that we're looking to keep. It, he's the one that looks like has the biggest question mark is Alfred Payton to me because that jump shot of his is just not developed. He just seems to be there are good things about him, but he looks like a rotation player at this point because he just can't consistently score. What you guys the takes on Listen, him? Listen, my take is this. Rookies get four years, um, four-year contracts, effectively. Right. I mean, you got to pick up the options to get to those right, four years. Right. But it's year two. 
Um, year two did not go well. Right. Um, don't trade him for twenty no. cents on the dollar no, in this no, no, offseason. No, 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 no. right. Like, let's give him another offseason and another year to come back and see if improvement happens. Um, maybe next year. But the thing is, don't plan for Alfred Payton to be the starting point guard. Right. Which is what angered me yeah. about Rob Hennigan's plan last year. Yeah. Why are you planning for a rookie who played like Division One AAA basketball? Literally. You know, and has no jumper. You're planning for him to be your starting point guard? Also, you're planning to lose. Yeah. You're planning to not make the playoffs this year. And, and that that's Rob Hennigan in a nutshell. Right. And, and Let bring him earn in, it. Bringing in Brandon Jennings doesn't you. change that. Brandon Jennings, an inefficient shooter, coming off of a, a major injury. He, you know, leg injuries for explosive guards is a death nail. You know, and I, I just don't see the solution at point guard mm-hmm. because Rob Hennigan hasn't solved it. And so, at what point do we stop blaming Alfred Payton for being right. Alfred Payton and say, why are you planning? For Alfred Payton to be your your workhorse at mm-hmm. point guard. Well, and it's not. And I don't point. think it's not that he can't be your workhouse at workhorse at point guard because because he can, but he needs to be on the floor with spacers. Mm. He and can and win, huh? He can and win. Yeah, if he if he's on the floor with guys that can. Victor Oladipo's balling right now. He's he's shooting left well, and right. Um, Evan Fournier is shooting. Aaron Gordon's got three point range. Um, Jason Smith's got three point range. Who I like, like Jason Smith. yeah? Who who's well, he's the been hurt. He's, he's been hurt. Like he's been hurt. It, man, Alfred, again, like I said, you have to accept someone for who they are. In life, in friendship, in relationships, you, they are who we thought they were. And and at no point in this equation did Alfred Payton look like a superstar. You know, at best case scenario, it was a second coming of Rondo. Um, and, and even that... I like you know, that comparison at yeah. one point. I still like that comparison. Actually. But even that's kind of scary. You know, is Rondo the ideal point guard? Is Rondo what you're Not giving in up today's to? Game. Yeah, is, are you exactly in, in the Steph Curry three point bombing era? Is is Rajon Rondo what you're what you're scheduling everything around? Two yeah. first round picks. That you gave up for Alfred? Like, I, I have a problem with this from day one. And I'm not holding Alfred Payton accountable for being over-drafted and over-traded for and then over, resp- over-burdened with responsibility. Mm. He wasn't given the opportunity to grow and develop that he should have. He's thrown to the wolves by poor GMing. Yeah. And, you know, talk, talking about things that we learned this year, mm. what I think we learned is that Tobias Harris was not the answer, at least for us, from our vantage point. Right. And Fournier is, and I hope this means that we're going to put the money into Fournier because I had a, I had him as a question mark going in. And I mm-hmm. didn't see how yeah. he was going to fit in the rotation. No, I agree with you. I didn't see how he was going to last. And I've got to say, me. he's shown me. I, I like what I've seen from him. Right. I like his ability to put the ball on the floor. Right. He's not like awful passing. defensively. Either. Not he's awful not defensively. Awful. And he's he can awful. he can okay. shoot. Yes, like yeah. he's a shooter. And a, I mean, like you said, he can put the ball. On the and floor what too. role when when Evan Fournier becomes entrenched at sixteen million bucks a year, mm-hmm. and Victor Oladipo continues to grow? What role does Mario Hazonia have on this team? Ooh, that's a great question. That's you know, are, are, you, are you you spent the fifth uh, fifth overall pick for a six man at that point for firepower off the bench, and his confidence is growing. He's yes. having some good games. Mm-hmm. He needs and minutes. That's yeah, all. yeah. He needs it, we I feel it. like we're creating another Aaron Gordon scenario yeah. by putting two guys in front of him who may not have the ceiling that he has. So are you saying we're going to have a Fournier uh, Hazonga uh, kind of what we're going to have to choose at some point? I don't think you're. Gonna, I don't know. Like, I feel else like to, you need depth though. Like. Which one of those guys is depth? The $16 million guy or the number five overall pick? Which one should well, be well, the depth guy? We don't know no, yet. No, no, no. Well, yeah. This is a poorly constructed roster. That, that is what I'm saying, and it's always the situation that we, we still I'm, – I'm never going to sit here and say Jacques Vaughn is a good coach. Never. <laughs> but what I will say is that 
we fired Jock Vaughn, and I'm not sure Jock Vaughn was the problem. Right. It was a a, per, a, a people problem, Do the not a coaching fit. problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Jaguars fan. We talked about that before. The Jaguars' first draft pick by our new GM, Dave Caldwell, you know, three, four years ago was Luke Jokel. Um, number two overall, left tackle out of um, Texas. Um, and he's had – he was batter as a rookie – a little better. His third year last year, he had only given up five sacks all last year until the final game when J.J. Watt put a five spot on him and literally had five sacks in the game versus him. It was horrific. So the Jaguars don't sit here and say, oh, well, yeah, we, we picked him number two overall. Let's go ahead and plan for him to be the left tackle. They signed Kelvin Beecham from the Steelers, who before he, his ACL injury was a top seven rated left tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. They gave him $6 million a year, so they're not paying him backup money. They're saying, we're going to let there be an open competition between Luke Jokel and this guy who's performed better than Luke Jokel. Okay. Whoever wins it, wins it. But we're not going to sit here and, and rest on our ego to say we spent the number two overall pick on a guy and we're going to leave Blake Bortles you know, out to the wind at, at the behest of a bad left tackle. I see your point. So that's what Rob Hennigan continues to do, in my opinion. He continues to draft guys who are not the superstars that we expect them to be. And then when you realize that he's not the superstar you expect him to be, the plan is still to have that loser be the starting point guard. You know, and I, I don't mean to call Alfred Payton a loser. He's a good kid and yada, yada, yada. But he shouldn't be the starting point guard. There's nothing that I've seen from him that says right now or going forward, he should be the starting point guard for any NBA team. I mean, especially when you got guys like Shelvin Mack who are available, who is, who's sitting on a, who is a third string uh, Atlanta Hawks point guard and now belting out triple double after triple double the last 10 games which is like amazing. It's just amazing how much talent this league has to have a guy at point guard who can't shoot, I guess, is to support your point. Right. So. It's frustrating. <laughs> it's frustrating. To me, it's frustrating to watch the Magic, and, and so many of these guys are who we thought they were. Yeah. And the only ones that I feel kind of excited about, I definitely feel excited about Aaron Gordon long-term. Oh, of course. I feel excited about Hazonia long-term, but that's only because give him another two years of being right. mediocre, and I'll be out on that as well. Um, Fournier's. Good. Yeah, he's a good player. But is he ever going to make but an all-star team? you need good team? players. Right. But, but you don't need good players, good quote-unquote good players, at 16 to $18 so, million dollars so, a year. So, That's so where it comes So at the end of the day, are you saying that? Otherwise, why did you give away Tobias Harris, who's yes. just a good player, but the problem was he's making $16 million a year because you didn't extend him the summer before. So, True. so are you saying that they should let uh, Fournier walk this summer? Well, again, at this point, what does more cap space even do for you? Yeah. Like what? Because what, what everyone's going to have some. Everybody's gonna have some. <laughs> yeah. So the Magic are gonna be in really good cap situation, and if if Hennigan pulls one out of out of um, a bunny out of the hat, we'll go with that as an right. analogy. Um, then <laughs> everything we say is moot because he's he's pulled something good with his thirty million dollars in cap space. Chances are we're not gonna sign anyone right. of of major impact with that thirty million dollars, and we're gonna be looking at the same roster. And again, I'm still sitting here going, is Scott Skiles the answer? Is he the problem? Um, it's his inability to connect with other humans an issue. You know, <laughs> I, I think I think that's an issue. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an I issue as well. It was um, before you got here. We knew that though. And I just long for the days where I had a coach in Stan Van Gundy that I knew the coach was not the problem. Right. I was a hundred percent sure Stan Van Gundy's not the problem. You know, even though his yelling was grating on people, this, that, and the third, um, he was still getting there was no question in my mind that a team with Hito Turkoglu, Jameer Nelson, and Rashard Lewis um, should not be a top three defensive no. efficiency team. No, <laughs> like, there's no sense or buts. The coach is, is getting the most out of these yeah, teams. Yeah, he is. He maximized yeah. talent for us here. He definitely did that. So, so I, I, Miss you, Stan. I, I, I don't know where, where Rob Hennigan goes from here. Uh, can you feel confident about Scott Skiles? Can you feel confident about Alfred Payton? Can you even feel confident that Oladipo is a star? You know, worthy of an extension because now next summer it's his extension summer. Right. Um, 
it, it's just and, question marks at every level. Yeah. <coughs> I think Depot's the one guy. It's like I feel like at this point, from an extension standpoint, you're all in on him. Yeah. Like so, you're either going to keep him as an asset, but are you going to max him? You're going to give him twenty five million dollars a year? Command right. We. It's, it's a nightmare. Like, it's, again, that, that's literally the situation with the Orlando Magic. There isn't one position outside of Aaron Gordon at power forward that I'm truly actually comfortable with. Because yeah. Vucevic, I don't love him as our starting center either. Um, I do love him at $12 million, though. Yeah. In yeah. the new NBA and the new salary structures and whatnot, yeah, I love a, his good contract. Value. Right. He's, he's a value a, guy. Right. He's and, almost underpaid relative to Tobias Harris making $16 million. And, he's definitely underpaid. And here's the thing. Now that he's playing alongside Eric Gordon, mm-hmm. I feel better about what he does because he can, stay in, his, he can stay in his own lane. And, and Aaron Gordon's going to be that rim protector for That's us. That's right. And kind of Mr. Everything for us. I, I, I feel like moving forward. I think together, moving forward, they can play well together. Yeah. So you, you're, you're at a situation where if Vucevic is your starting center and you're kind of committed to him salary-wise, he's your biggest contract in salary at this point, Aaron Gordon's your starting power forward because God knows you better not start anybody else over him ever, ever again. There's um, no reason Right. When you play Evan Fournier, he's entrenched at that point at the three. Um, Victor Oladipo, again, you got to bet on Vic when it's all said and done. The only position – you can say I can make a major impact and upgrade of this roster and talent and skill set is point guard this summer. To me, so, that seemed, that's the easiest one. To it me. is. It's. It's. But it's Based really on the talent. only one. Which. Which other one are you gonna? Fix? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't fix. There's no other place to fix. And, and is your fix here throwing money at Mike Connolly? It's the oh, what better Jeff option Teague? is there? No, like no. <laughs> I, who else I'm is available? Not when Jeff Teague is the point guard of this team and act like we're going to do something with that. Let's go with Schroeder. No, I'm <laughs> Although I mean, oh man, you just so, keep going. It's, like there's it's, a lot of talent at point guard in the league, though. I'm I'm still frustrated. I'm still. Me I knew both. Right. I, and, I know what and, you're talking. I know and, exactly. And, and here's the go. worst part about it: is the Magic are on. I have my brand new iPad. I just bought the, the new oh, iPad Pro. The, the big giant, one? Yeah, the giant one. It's oh, like two so iPads jealous. together. And so I can just key up the magic on, on my iPad and watch them. I don't particularly want to. Yeah. I'm not in the mood to watch the Orlando Magic play basketball right you know, now. It's going to be a I struggle. I just do it right now because it's fun to do with my son, and he's actually starting to get into it. Yeah. It's kind of right, fun. Because he's like three, and he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't know care. any better. Right. <laughs> this is the last time he'll be happy watching magic games is while he's incoherent and drooling. Like that. That's it. Yeah. Like once he becomes conscious of everything that's going he's, on, he'll be, he's gonna be a sad, sad little kid saying, "Daddy, can we please put on the Warriors?" It's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely tough being in sub five hundred hell, is what I call it here in Orlando, yeah. watching the Magic. Ten, so. eleven games under five hundred now. At yeah, this point, man. eleven We're games under five hundred. So we might get to thirty-five wins. Like that. That's about what it looks like a thirty-five win team. I and don't think we get there. You know what's funny? It's coming into the season. Thirty-five wins, not. Like, I think a lot of people projected the Orlando Magic yeah, about I mean, thirty-five I think wins. I think that's such a long right. season. We just had we just had that uptick there at the beginning. At the beginning, where we were just like, "Wow!" This so that lets you know how many games we really lost in January. We almost, I think, we, we only won one. We lost lives <laughs> in January. Like, lost, I think we lost maybe we, fifteen. We lost games presidential in elections. Yeah, in we January. Did. <laughs> so I want to move on to we something a little, a little less depressing. Please, God, um, let's talk about anything. Well, else. aside from the Magic, there's kind of. There is kind of some some um, you know depressing news. Just I don't know if you guys knew about it. Anthony Davis out for the year. He's shutting it down. Oh, that's, that's the less things. depressing news. Yeah, less yeah. depressing. Okay. News. Yeah. So Got the less you. depressing news. It's still kind of sad for him. But the interesting thing about this is that they shut him down for the year. Anthony Davis has this clause in his contract where he's due twenty four million dollars if he makes an All NBA team. Now through sixty games, first or second team. 
First or second or third. Okay. Or third. Or third. He's making the third team. He's well, making there's the third well, team. Well, is he? Is he? So, so, so $24 million on the line. Mm-hmm. He's played 60 games. He's 24 and 12, two blocks, right? Woo. So give me your six guys that, that, that would. So I've got LeBron, Kevin yeah. Durant. Yep. Uh, Kawhi Leonard. Yep, he's uh, on. Um, Paul George. Paul George. Right. Possibly. But he's, Paul George should be on. Paul right. George. Yeah. Uh, do you give it to Millsap, who's, tw- no. who's 19 and 8, no. plays the whole season? Did you just name 19 and 8? Name yeah. name, name my unibrow's numbers. 24 and 12. We're right. missing so, so wait, wait. But wait, 22 wait, wait, games. Wait, so. clear. In your head, you're going We're going to vote for the 19 and 8 guy that's over played the, the whole season. That team's going to make the playoffs. Matter. It's 22 games. The team, the, the team's going to make the games. So. Wasn't there a year where somebody won the scoring title by – by playing 50 games or 55 games or something like there's that. Some, so, there's, there's some minimum limit, requirement. Right. So it's like 65 is the limit. Is the limit. So I, okay. I don't know if that's I, true So I think that, that people that vote are going to have, you know. A conundrum? Uh, yeah. It's like, okay, do I give it? Is, am I, I going to reward this guy that's played the whole season? Mm-hmm. That's that's an all-star. That's played well. That team's in the playoffs. I don't think you do that. No, here's what's silly. This is not a conundrum. Because the question that the reporter's asking himself, do I vote for the crappier player who just happened to be healthy but – Sucks compared to Anthony Davis, yeah. or do and, and thereby robbing Anthony Davis of twenty five million dollars. Draymond oh yeah, Green's we left Draymond Green. Sorry, Draymond yeah. Green. Only because he's going to be the second. Team. But the reality I'm is, Anthony Davis is better than half the guys we just named. Oh no, yeah, he's better he's, than all of them. He's better than Paul George. He's yeah, he better is. than like yeah, he like, is better yeah. than Paul George. He's, there's no question. So, Different games, but he's better. Yeah, he's more value. It's, it's basically LeBron is really the only guy on there that's like yeah, he's absolutely better than Anthony Davis. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Kawhi's had a no. Okay. No, Kawhi's an MVP. Not to me. Kawhi's Kawhi's absolutely better than Anthony. And it's not not numbers. It's not numerical. Um, It's it's impact on the league. Like, Charles Barkley says Kawhi Leonard's the best player in the NBA. And he's definitely top five. Yeah, yeah, Kawhi Leonard's a top five NBA player. Okay. And, And going into the season, Anthony Davis was top two. He was like, he was like one, two. It was like him, LeBron. Like, he was taking that mantle. And he regressed this year. He's not. He's not been the same player. I think the players around him regressed with that, all those I mean, that's, yeah. that's true. You can't do it by yourself. Um, but bottom line is, LeBron if I'm does. voting. I'm aware that Anthony Davis has 25 million dollars on the table, and I'm not cheating him out of something he deserves, right. including 25 million dollars. Um, when I'm allowed to vote for him, sure. I'm not voting Paul Millsap. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> like, like Paul Millsap. Like, come on. Although I do want him on my team above I'm- Anthony Davis. <laughs> We're not. We're exactly. not. We don't have that. We well, don't have that choice. And you got. You, you know, the real conundrum <laughs> would be if like Blake was playing. Blake's been out, so I don't think he's yeah, he, in it. He probably won't but you get got it. Blake. But Blake Griffin is not even the same ballpark. Marcus Aldridge, also not in the same ballpark of player. I know. Of Anthony just, Davis. But again, it's not. It's not. It's 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 part impact, but it's also what you've done this year. Yeah. And so your lack of being able to be on the court. Disqualifies you from what you've done. This I feel year. like you, this is a made-up story, and he's going to be all NBA. Oh, we'll see, man. Minimum. He's going to be all. We'll NBA. We will. Like, see. I'm rooting for here's him. What, here's I, what I will happen because he's um because he's injured. He will go from all NBA second team and the uh, to all NBA third team. Yeah. He will lose enough votes to drop down one one team, and he's still going to get his money deservedly. So. I hope so because that would that would be a real travesty. Yeah. So, uh, we're so we're going to move on to bag of the week, our favorite section where we get to talk about. Shenanigans. Shenanigans around the world. Oh, there's our music. It feels good. I miss that music. Can everybody hear the music this year? This time? Everybody can hear it? Yeah, we, yeah right, I can hear it. Last week, year. I was the only one that could hear it. Yeah, and I wasn't right, able I to hear it. Right, so I will get it kicked off. My bag of the week is Florida Senator, Senator Marco Rubio. Oh, little <laughs> Rubio. After talking about Donald Trump's manhood, I'm pretty sure Donald Trump ripped your manhood out um, in front of the entire world country when he won your home state of Florida 
by a large margin. Like 20%. You're an elected official in this state. You have won a statewide election, and you let that toupee-wearing schmuck come in here and wipe People the still floor say with you. Wipe the floor with you. And now you've got to close down your little campaign and go away. And the way he said it, even though it's not in the Lord's plan for me to be president this election cycle or maybe ever, I'm like, not, I don't think Jesus had anything to do with this, bro. <laughs> don't like, blame Jesus. Right. Don't blame That's Jesus. That's bad form. Because you're incompetent and you're not a good at running for president. <laughs> Uh, my my bag of the week easily Marco Rubio for wasting everybody's damn time. Bag, bag of, of the week. week. <laughs> All right, I've got mine. So bracket time, bracketology. I picked my brackets. I thought I had a pretty good bracket. I was trying to be smart, not go with the number one seed. I picked Tom Izzo and the veteran Michigan State Spartans. It's a safe bet. It's a very safe, safe right? Bet. Yeah. You would think safe. I mean, every every three years or so, they go up and at least make the final four, win the whole thing. Yeah. You get bounced in the first round by Middle Tennessee State Boing. in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Michigan State. It was like you're a home killing game. me. It was like a home like, game. Like you, you couldn't have. You yeah, couldn't but it's have still a Middle Tennessee. Setup. You lost to Middle Tennessee State. Michigan State. You are my bag of the week for costing me my bracket. Bag, bag of, of the week. week. Apparently, Jesus didn't want to see Michigan State <laughs> be the NCAA championship anymore than he wanted to see Rubio be the president. That's, that's where we're at with that. My bag of the week is a little different as usual, a little obscure. I, I, I'm picking on tipping at uh, – <laughs> no, it's not FanDuel, thank you very much. I have more range than that. Come uh, on, Paul Giamatti, give it to us. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picking on tipping at car side pickup right now because I'm tired of feeling the pressure to tip whenever I have to pick up food. That's my bag of the week. The reason why I'm pick, uh, I'm throwing this out here is because the last time I went to go pick up a, 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 a to-go order – I'm, I'm going there. The lady says, thank you very much. I'm signing my, my uh, check. I'm doing all the work. Why do I have to tip you for picking up food? Questions? <laughs> Was it curbside? Yes, it's curbside. So they brought it to your car. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. They so brought it? You they bring it yeah, handed me a box of food. No, they walked and now I have out to into the elements, into oh, the heat. The element. Right. You couldn't, you couldn't get up and go into the, into the restaurant? They broke a sweat. Yeah, Here's now, the thing. Now, Here's you'd like, have a different argument. That's my point, folks. If you're going into the restaurant, right. you have one argument. If they're bringing it to you, you do need right. You need to tip something. So, so let's get this clear. If they're handing you a box outside, I should tip. All right, let's be clear about something because we. Don't, I don't want to have this just out here, like in the black guy that doesn't right. tip over here. Like, <laughs> darn it, no, no, Marcus. go ahead. No, no, this is actually no. no this so, is a good one. This is a good restaurant with a server who's uh-huh. serving you at the table. Standard tip well, is obviously. eighteen to twenty percent. Of course. Right? Yes, yes, so yes, now, yes, as I'm not the server. That. All he did was pick up that food from the kitchen and walk it out to your table. When you order something to go, often it's the server, whoever that to-go person is, that has to package your food and do way more work to get you your knife, your fork, your knife, and have it tied into a little knot for you. Uh Still... You probably don't need to give him twenty percent, right. but maybe ten percent or at least two Absolute. bucks or something okay. to say like he's gotten yeah. something for the work that he did, which was more than the server who was twenty percent. Okay, now if the, and that's if you walk into the store, right? If you have him bringing out to you at the car, you definitely have the person serving you at this point. What's the difference between bringing it to your table and bringing it to your, your car? car? See, they, I love they, this they argument. That's why, that's why I did this. They did the work of packing it, uh-huh. and then they still had to walk into your lazy behind. Uh-huh. You were sitting there lazy. like not wearing <laughs> pants. You were you were there in your box. And a wife beater. Hey, did and you see me? Was this right I next knew. to your stuff? <laughs> Mar- Marcus is sitting here with pants. <laughs> I do have on pants. <laughs> don't tell my wife I don't have on pants. I've never, I've never um, been a server or anything. Right. But I, the idea of just not tipping people who make like two bucks an hour right. is very angering to me. That's true. Like, I agree they, with they you. They make less money than r- minimum wage because. 
we have to supplement it. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to supplement it. Period. Absolutely. So, you know, period. Yeah. So, in school. spite of all that, I'm going to still throw that as my bag of but the I, week. But did you give her anything? <laughs> of course. But what'd you give her? I felt the pressure. What'd you give her? The pressure. I think I did like 10% or something. Okay, so that's yeah. not bad. So but I'm give her my thing you felt like you were pressured into it? Yes, exactly. But, but what is pressured? Was she like the doorman in the hotel just standing there with her hand out saying, mm. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that what your doorman does? That's because what they do I, in the hotel. <laughs> I will never let anyone in a hotel carry my bag ever because yeah. I'm carrying my own damn bag and I'm not giving you five bucks to carry my bag like to an elevator. <laughs> That'll yeah, they happen. do, but the doorman Marcus, does bully you. Marcus yeah. Ben hijacked your bag of the week. Yeah, he did, didn't he? <laughs> he I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because the real bag of the week is the cheap black guy. <laughs> the to go people. That's you're, the real bag. You're of really the just thing. making yourself look bad too, baby. <laughs> right? You all half of them. Marcus Edwards for smearing all people of color. <laughs> <laughs> you're you have been pre-gaming with Ben, Aaron, and Marcus. We will see you probably in two weeks. You got it. Have a good one. Watch me diamond shining, looking like a Rob Liberace. It's all good from Diego to the Bay. Your city is the